Okay. So before we really get into season two, I feel like we have to talk about the story of how season two even happened. Mm-hmm. Um, because the show was canceled uh, after season one and almost immediately Twitter like exploded. Um, and it took, it was like maybe four days for NBC to be like, psych, never mind. Good. <laughs> Here's a season two. Um, and they gave them a shortened order because uh, I think season one was well, they moved episodes, production too, right? They yeah, moved production, wasn't it in Canada and mm-hmm. LA? Yeah. So season one, they were in Canada, which is how they got guest stars from Supernatural, by the way, mm-hmm. because they just like popped on over for a little yeah. bit of filming. And Eric Kripke mm-hmm. was one of the executive yeah. producers. Mm-hmm. So you know how he likes to use the same people. Um, anyway, but it was in Canada. And then for season two, it was, it was partly to cut costs because their episodes are expensive anyway, just because they're, right. you know, sets time and, travel. Yeah. The sets, well, and like the sets aren't the same for every episode. They have to create so much stuff mm-hmm. each episode. And plus, yeah. you know, they do things like they put era specific cars on the sets and they've got costumes and, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, it's, it's elaborate. Um, and so they moved to LA to cut down on some of costs because, yeah. you know, it just makes sense. That's mm-hmm. where most of the crew is. It's, you know, mm-hmm. um, so they did that they did they moved that and so anyway um they shortened the episode order they moved production because they got originally they were given 10 episodes um the thing that we didn't know until later is that from everything that i've read nbc was pretty upfront with sean and eric about the fact that nbc wasn't really planning on giving them anything more beyond the 10 Uh Because there was an interview where Eric and Sean were like, oh, well, we'll just write a cliffhanger and then they'll have to renew us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do remember that interview. <laughs> uh, and I was like, that logic does not fly, my friend, but Uh-oh. okay. Uh-oh. Um, anyway, so it does seem like NBC sort of gave them these as like, wrap it up. <laughs> but they did not. That's not what they did. And they approached it as if, you know, they, they were trying to fight for more. Exactly. So, but it took four days for NBC to change their mind. So there was already that sort of sway of like the fandom being like, wait, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's how they came back for another season. And so it took a little while. It felt like forever anyway, um, for them to come back. And I remember this premiere night being so excited. It was such a big deal. Um, and they did, like Brandon mentioned, they did like a, a party. <clears throat> and uh i remember following it on on twitter because it was everywhere and they had like the little signs like they did for one chicago at one point they had the signs yeah with, like, the the ship Timeless, and the show name yeah and the, the hashtags all of and it, all the hashtags yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um so you know it was fun it was a fun night but yeah so then episode one airs now also over hiatus everybody was writing fic of course that's how these things go and we had all guessed like the time between the seasons as being like a few days Uh (laughs) because it was either like a few days or a few hours it was not very long at all and then i remember the episode started and it shows the flashback like to right after where we left off Uh and then the Uh explosion and then it goes six weeks and i remember all of us being like what Uh Mm-hmm. six weeks that's yeah. too long <laughs> oh my gosh like and lucy was missing for six weeks it was like ow mm-hmm. <laughs> that's hurtful mm-hmm. um yes yeah, so i just want to say that that was sort of like a shock like right off the bat we were all like 
oh well um and in my notes I have they went so hard (laughs) because the way it starts right you show Rufus and Wyatt in the lifeboat waiting for Lucy Mm -hmm. and then Wyatt calls her and it like pans over the kitchen in the house and like the the chaos that was left behind from them grabbing Lucy and her Mm -hmm. phone with the broken screen Mm -hmm. and then it goes back to them where Wyatt spots the bomb and like everything explodes Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's like the opening scene and you're like literally everyone is in danger right now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then they do six weeks later and you're like awesome yeah (laughs) so Mm -hmm. wow um and that's when we're introduced to the bunker set I love the way that they because this will always be in my memory where they do like the empty shots of the set so -hmm. like you get familiar Mm -hmm. with where you are before you know the real situation Mm -hmm. um I I loved that I love that so much and and the fact that they open on Wyatt obviously being very upset that you know Lucy is is gone mm-hmm. um they don't he doesn't even like matt lanter doesn't speak by the way this whole scene is him like looking in the mirror after a shower and they without saying a word they show mm-hmm. you the scars on his back and then they pan up and show him looking in the mirror and he punches the like the wall the tile mm-hmm. and it shows the impact and everything yeah. and the first words you get are when gia comes in the bathroom so like all of this after the explosion there's no dialogue Mm-hmm. it was so dramatic and i was like oh they're really going it's for it so well yeah. done though it's yeah. so good it's so good um yeah and so i i have mixed feelings about them all sharing the bunker <laughs> like i it's interesting as a concept to like shove all these characters together and like they all have to cohabitate mm-hmm um with all the conflicts and everything that come with it and the discussions that they have there's nowhere for them to go to like decompress from each Uh other Uh so it is interesting in that way but also I kind of as a fanfic writer you I missed being able to be like well Lucy can go out and have some time away from like Uh Wyatt and Jessica (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh when we get into that it was really like oh this is really sad wasn't the bunker like part of the budget cut like why they did the bunker stuff is because of like obviously not having to have all the different sets and like having was that part of it i feel like i mean that makes i feel like i remember reading something about that being a part of why you know when they moved to la and they cut the budget and they got well whatever and yada 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 and i mean it it probably was because if you think about it the wardrobe doc set that i missed so much the the money they spent just to put all those clothes in there (laughs) probably was like not really worth it in the well, end. Well, it was it's the one like consistent set they could have like every single week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like yeah. they had something they didn't have to change. Right. It's like right. they had the bunker and they could right. go back to that. Because like, yeah, they have to have basically new sets every week, which is like very much mm-hmm. unheard of in mm-hmm. television mm-hmm. for the most part. Well, that and if you think about it, you know, season one, they had to worry about, well, what does Rufus's house look like? What does Gia's apartment right. look like? They what had to set it up Wyatt's as part of the characters. Like. And yeah. Yeah. We, even though we didn't see those places that much. I think we saw Wyatt's apartment twice and both times was Maybe, like yeah. the murder board mm-hmm. for like Jessica. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That was about it. Um, And then Rufus's house, we saw like a grand total of once. Um, Yeah. yeah. Uh, we saw Lucy's house the most. So mm-hmm. they had yeah. like that set that was obviously a set because we were there so much more yeah yeah um and then the mason set and then 
which Mason said had many pieces. Like there was right. the locker room area, there was the um wardrobe Main kind of area, area where the like was, right tie where the boats were like yeah. boat is the conference yeah. room. Um, yeah. you know, those were the places that we like bounced around and saw a lot. Um yeah. So but this was like one it was you know mostly one big room mm-hmm. and, then right. and then you had, had like the bedroom right which were all sort of undefiable and constantly undefinable right. moving well, around they could theoretically and... have the one bedroom and just switch the stuff inside the bedroom to make it be right. like well this is rufus's bedroom versus Correct. you know but yeah. then see the so. other thing that i thought was funny was more more and more people come to live in the bunker and you're eventually like where are where these people are all staying, staying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like when flint like flint has a room but i'm like where did that room come from because no. like right. why were why were like the girls why does this and the boys... have like five rooms right well like five bedrooms they, i should before say before flynn showed up before flynn showed up like lucy and gia shared a room and rufus and wyatt shared a room if there was another bedroom <laughs> and mason has his own room if there were two other bedrooms why weren't they more spread? why is this half yeah oh, magical <laughs> question it's just like anyway it was like the magical bunker you know a room would pop up suddenly mm-hmm. and uh it was really funny anyway mm-hmm. um but yeah so i mean it was more manageable probably as a set and it probably took up less space too because i'm sure in la a lot of people are using a lot of those sound stages so they probably didn't have as much room as they did in canada to be honest right uh-huh. um because those sets that they had in season one were big sets. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like that, the Mason warehouse was cavernous. Like it was tall. Yeah. Um, and I, I could probably just, I wouldn't think. I mean, I because there's so many shows that film in LA. <clears throat> yeah. I can't imagine there was that much soundstage space for yeah. them to use all the time. Um, yeah. And I think <laughs> also it worked really well for them because the Paramount lot, you know, they used that a lot. That was like where they filmed and there was just a lot yeah. of backlot space there already they didn't have to really do any much for that right, that's not a set they just go outside exactly yeah. it's like a it's built it's pre-built they just uh-huh. dress it and that's <laughs> they're good <laughs> um yeah so yeah, you're probably right that probably was part of the cost cutting stuff um i mean i would imagine that makes sense yeah to me um yeah so it was just like a whole different vibe though because uh-huh. yeah for sure yeah, it's a totally different thing <laughs> And yeah. the bunker is not exactly the nicest place to live either. <laughs> uh-uh. they, no, uh-uh. very rundown. Um, yeah, that that's definitely a part of it too. It's like they're living in a rat trap. It's just uh-huh. kind of uh-huh. not great. Um, yeah, but I will say uh, I had some issues. Let's just talk overall for now. I had some issues with the consistency this season of like it didn't feel as measured as season one like I very much felt like they took because originally let me say this they made a pitch to NBC for another 16 episode season Uh Um, and it's from the interviews that I've read they took that plot from the pitch and put it in 10 episodes and I feel like they didn't moderate it at all they didn't change anything they just like shoved it Uh into those 10 episodes so it didn't feel as intentional to me and the character the relationship growth for the new characters the character growth for the new characters Uh wasn't really as as there for me like jessica i felt like they could have done more with jessica Uh um, than what they did it didn't feel totally fleshed out for me Uh um so i did have some issues (laughs) with the writing and the the way that they did it but overall 
the way they got into the topics, like the for the episode, the historical figures. I mean, yeah. it's, they did a really great job. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just I had say, some issues. I definitely see the issues and I think I've read some of the same interviews and stuff too. And like, especially then once it got canceled again and you kind of heard what they were wanting to get into and like what they didn't oh. get, you know, all those things, like you kind of see, you're like, yeah, it definitely has some holes or things that aren't as tight as could be. But mm-hmm. I think for me personally, because this is where I started watching live, at least mm-hmm. for me, like I love season two probably more than I love season one just because for me that's where I started to feel the magic of like watching Mm -hmm. it live and like getting to enjoy that and the fandom Mm -hmm. or whatever so I personally just I love season two it's probably my favorite over season one Mm -hmm. but I do recognize that like yeah Jessica had some issues with her care not only as like the fact that she sucks but like Mm -hmm. her (laughs) character as a whole is not that great you know there are Mm -hmm. definitely holes in her story and like Mm -hmm. um obviously just with the Emma and the you know all that stuff it just the Keens I didn't just like there's some holes with the Keens stuff too which is it doesn't all work that great Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nicholas Keens didn't end up having that much of a purpose which I thought was really Mm -hmm. weird because he was such a big part of the first episode Right. And it's not and like then, they casted a nobody actor in that either. No. It's not like Michael Rady's not been yeah. in anything. And then and it's I, like, I, oh, but like, yeah. Uh. And he was, and I will say, he did as as much as he could do with what he was given. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like he was always like that perfect line between like creepy and charming. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. he was Little... a great fit for that character. I just don't think they ended up doing that character justice no. like they were hoping oh, no. to. I no, feel was... like I, I really feel like after his first appearance, it was like they didn't know what to do with him. Well, yeah, it was like a really it was tall weird. roller coaster that you know it feels like they're setting up really far, really high for this like loop de loop, and it was just kind of like downward hill and straightforward track. Well, and it was like they were trying to clearly set up Emma as the mastermind behind mm-hmm. everything, and like they were really having Emma be the villain the whole time, mm-hmm. but like then you don't write Keens in the way that you yeah. wrote him mm-hmm. either. It was like, they mm-hmm. were trying to make Keens the main villain, but uh-huh. that really wasn't what they were going for. So right. like, I don't know. It just like that they, whole plot My opinion work is they well. didn't need Keens. They they would have been fine yeah. with just if Carol they just and Emma. just got Emma and Jessica, because, yeah. Well, Carol and Emma as the conflict between right. like the new Rittenhouse and the old Rittenhouse, I loved right. that. Every time there was like them well, butting heads. And then there's the personal with Lucy and like exactly. Carol mm-hmm. being her mom. I mean, and, yeah, I think. And then that was plenty then bringing of conflict. in Jessica, Jessica later on. Like, I mean, right. yeah, I think they definitely didn't need him. But if they were going to go that route, they needed to do it differently. Mm-hmm. I agree and with they that. Because they set there. him up as like this brilliant mastermind who was going to lead Rittenhouse through all these amazing achievements and then he doesn't really do much mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I had my issues with that um, you know and I had issues with like the way they handled the Jessica plot again part of this comes because I think of myself as a writer even though I'm not one professionally and so like I have my ideas that I would do right and that's probably part of it too mm-hmm. where I'm just maybe a little too critical <laughs> um because of that but i i don't really know i just mm-hmm. i had my issues with some of that stuff mm-hmm. um yeah but i don't i don't mind the lie angst you know it's a, no mm-hmm. not it i think it, i think some... they had to have i think oh, yeah. before yeah. i don't they were not ready if you told me that like no hollywood land ends with them happy no way that's not mm-hmm. that's yeah. not how this well like, that's not 
because yeah. the Jessica thing was still hanging out there. Like it, mm-hmm. it, it right, never really right. been resolved. You mm-hmm. know, it was, right. it was mm-hmm. still there. They were mm-hmm. never going to truly be able to be happy until that somehow got resolved. Whatever mm-hmm. it was going to, whatever the resolution right. was, it was never yeah. going to be, they mm-hmm. could never be happy until that was resolved. And so, exactly. Yeah. No. And so you did, no. that was like sort of a requirement that you had to deal with, you know, like it, it, it had to right. be addressed. And the lion angst for all the Jessica stuff that comes, like the lion angst is so, I mean, if you like angst, like this is like top tier level. Oh, it's like, totally it's amazing so angst. good. It's so mm-hmm. good. Like, yeah. It's so good. My I mean, only, it sucks, but like, it's yeah. so good. My only issues come in <laughs> with Wyatt in episode nine. That's literally mm-hmm. Wyatt in episode nine. I want to strangle him. And I, I love Wyatt. Yeah. So but the way they wrote him and the writers again you know i said they used to do the q and a's on twitter yeah um and the two writers the main writers on the show sort of dove into why they did that and once they explained it i got it but i feel like you shouldn't have to mm-hmm. explain it <laughs> um for the audience and explain to get it in it. a way cuz like you're only going to see like Twitter is such a small percentage of your audience so right. if you're only explaining it to such a, like the 1% of your audience then like that's yeah. not that great Uh -uh. no and so that episode i have issues with majorly um but everything else is just sort of like holes you know it's like "Ah, Mm -hmm. i'm gonna suspend disbelief and pretend that this works um but it doesn't really you know um but i the the first episode of this season oh man i loved it so much i was like obsessed Mm -hmm. when it aired i think i watched it over and over and over again afterward um because it was perfect i mean from like the beginning to the end it was the best way mm-hmm. to resolve last season and build up this mm-hmm. season i mean even to the end where they do that montage of all the sleeper agents and it like mm-hmm. ramps up the excitement of like oh this is gonna be interesting mm-hmm. um yeah and the flash of like all the different, by the way, Chicago Fire alum again, Teddy Sears Ooh, <laughs> yeah. pops up in this season. <laughs> and Michael, yeah. well, Michael Rady was Chicago Med. Mm-hmm. Med, yeah. So <laughs> we got those as well, <laughs> uh, which is, is interesting. Um, I totally, by the way, when I was rewatching season two, I don't know why I totally they forgot Teddy Sears was in Hollywood mm-hmm. land because I've seen that mm-hmm. episode a million times I mean, and you think I would remember hide a lot like, but I watched yeah. the episode one and they did the flash and I was like oh my god yeah 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 it's true especially the one he had that was like a, a not a good one I did not mm, like that no, no, no. it matched the time period but it definitely hides <laughs> the face a little bit yeah yeah um but anyway I thought episode one was so strong it's such a good premiere Mm-hmm. Uh, and the first three episodes really were like really strong for me. They're really mm-hmm. good. Oh my gosh! Like the second episode, such I a love delight. The oh darling, I love that darling. Episode. It's so such good. a joy. Um, because again, who doesn't love Nerd Boy Wyatt? Like he's oh, he's yeah. the best. Hundred <laughs> percent. Well, and for so- me, for me especially too, <laughs> of you kind of building like that shipper roller coaster a bit of like you see you there, Wyatt and Lucy are having this interaction, especially with them in the trunk of the car the trunk of the car it's close so proximity, good. and it's just like it feels like you're just at the top of the coaster and like we don't know what's next but that moment in particular is like oh there, there's something happening here it's i love it's close oh my gosh that scene in the trunk of the car i loved the whole like open road analogy you know mm-hmm. like the her trying to move past what happened with her mother and and mm-hmm. you know talking to him about that because obviously she knows he said his dad was 
you know a a son of a bitch like he's very open with that Mm -hmm. um so i loved that moment and i actually think these are the sort of like character beats that most shows don't dig into like the Mm -hmm. real backstory and like the meat of the trauma of the characters Mm -hmm. yeah especially like for example i'm always wanting that on chicago fire and i never really get it um they sort of like halfway deliver on it whereas this show timeless i mean they give it to you and i love it Mm -hmm. um i mean i love it they just that scene in the trunk of the car the forced proximity the conversation about her mom you know him talking about his dad like it just all works really well and then you add in like their chemistry and the tension and Mm -hmm. it's so good it's so good i love that yeah it's so so good um and then just also (laughs) i love the rufus plot in that episode too um where he's like you know he's meeting the real life han solo which is Mm -hmm. it's just the way they had rufus relate to it Mm -hmm. so good well and Um, it's just like other comedic things of like the nod and it's just like the nod (laughs) it's so good that's like honestly i think maybe my favorite rufus moment almost of all i mm-hmm. pretty much of all time i love that I one love so why you keep nodding at me <laughs> so good. it's so good it's so good oh it's amazing and then i also love the moment where um wyatt is really getting into the car speak mm-hmm. with and i'm blanking this on the another historical wyatt moment and it's so right good. and rufus looks at lucy and is like is he having a stroke mm-hmm. <laughs> what is mm-hmm. happening mm-hmm like he's so in there like saying all these terms for driving and you know the certain maneuvers and rufus and lucy are like what Uh it's Uh so funny and then the bit too with the moonshine where like they reveal the moonshine and why it takes it lucy takes it from him so married not the time so such a married thing and then at the beginning of the episode when the fight breaks out and he, he runs toward it and she's like, no, not toward the fighting. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, love I, just, I yeah. love I love it. It's such episode. a good episode. And it starts actually with a really vulnerable moment too because that's a Lyatt scene in the beginning where Wyatt's asking her like, what happened when you were with Rittenhouse? Which mm-hmm. we never really got an answer to. Um, no. And I, I have a feeling I know, like it's all there in subtext, mm-hmm. but- you, you know, don't know it would still have, right. it would we would prefer it if it that actually came out in like discussion of what happened but because it's perfect. it's all part of her trauma you yeah. know like i mean yeah. it was probably uh, of course it's probably like programming her brain you know to think the way they want her to think it's a lot of brainwashing techniques mm-hmm. probably i would assume which is very if you've ever read articles on them and how that happens mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. very yeah. cruel mm-hmm. and unusual and just like torture Mm-hmm. mental torture mm-hmm. um, they like break you down so they can put the information they want you to have in your brain um mm-hmm. you know they have to totally break a person and she was there for six weeks and in the opening scene like in her first scene carol says to her you've come so far in six weeks which is like what what did they do mm-hmm. <laughs> uh it stresses me out to think about it because it's just very heartbreaking to me um but it starts with that scene where he's like, you know, Gia told me you haven't been sleeping and yeah. he's very concerned about her. Mm-hmm. I love that moment. It's such like, mm-hmm. it's the first time you really see like boyfriend Wyatt, you know, mm-hmm. before they're actually, yeah, before they're actually well, yeah. kiss for real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
so and that episode it's just really good i think they Mm -hmm. did such a good job of of putting the fun in there and keeping the vulnerability Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah like overall it was great um and that's really with the first like we dig into like the sleeper agent idea and mm-hmm. you start to see that maybe there there'll be a conflict like within the sleepers which yeah. I, when they introduce the idea you don't really think about Mm-mm. Mm-mm. and then in this episode they really show you like okay but if you're living a whole life in another time period you're going to get attached to places and people mm-hmm. and things yeah because i mean and... not everybody's a psychopath like emma where you can right, exactly. hide out in like the cold mountain area in the 1800s totally fine on your own completely yeah. isolated from everyone and everything you know yeah uh it, so uh, that was an interesting thing to like dig into like from the very beginning mm-hmm. um yeah that was a great episode um yeah the scene when when he when Wyatt's driving the car and they're like in the car mm-hmm. <laughs> I I love it so much and the laughter at the end of it when they're done like um abigail's laugh abigail has the best laugh by the way mm-hmm. and you hear it so much <laughs> in this episode it's great um also malcolm has a great laugh too he's got one of those laughs Ooh. that's like iconic yeah it's yeah. so it's so great um yeah anyway so that was just a fun one so they start with like high drama and then you have fun like a really really fun episode mm-hmm. and then we get the really romantic episode um mm-hmm hollywood land which i'm sure matt whitney was really heavily involved in this episode um yeah i, do know I think he wrote sure. it he, didn't he write that one yeah he did yeah. and he was there when they filmed it and like really sort of like involved because i think yeah. at this point he was a producer on timeless Ooh. like in a yeah so yeah, what mean, i've learned from yeah. listening to Podme's world is that they hand out the producer credit to writer writers who have been with the show for a while and mm-hmm. who need a little bump which i didn't know i was like oh so the producer credit is like really flexible it can just mean whatever they want it to mean i didn't know this um anyway but at that point he had been given like the producer bump i think so he was like really involved in it um <laughs> anyway um i mean i would yeah. say though like hollywood land like compared to the finale i mean i think my favorite episode of season two is the finale and we'll get to that in in a few minutes but it's the series finale or the season two finale oh i start yeah because they're different i think it's the series finale because i didn't watch it live so i associate that as being like but like you're talking about like the end right so okay so let's explain for people who binged let me just go ahead and explain this so season two actually ended with episode 10 yeah um and the show was canceled Uh (laughs) again again and then the fans did a campaign and this one was much longer it took i would say probably Her, let's see, may oh. june july like three months it was july yeah because it got canceled yeah. in june it was I like comic con comic con was when the buzz was building like we were going to get some news so yeah because they had yeah. the whole stuff right happen. everything happened so, at comic con and it was like yeah this was a much longer campaign um and we raised money for the big thing that big famous thing was that we we raised money to purchase a banner to be flown behind a helicopter over san diego comic-con mm-hmm. um it's so that was like the big thing that was really hyped but we did other things too like our one of the things that this was my idea and i feel real i regret it now because it was so dumb but it was <laughs> you know how in the um the last like the second to last episode of season one why it like uses a paperclip to like 
get himself out of the handcuffs and yeah we sent like streaming services studio executives like boxes and boxes and boxes of paper clips (laughs) like you could order them on amazon and send them wherever so that's what we did we sent them the funniest thing to me is the apple tv studio executives sent them back (laughs) (laughs) like uh uh-uh, uh, we don't want this. You can't do this to us. And they sent them back. Anyway, there were like That's different. Hysterical. Yeah. And Ooh. there were like mailers that we sent out and like all kinds of things. But the big thing that we, this was all leading up to was Comic Con. And that got Ooh. really, that got a lot of buzz. Cause that was I a mean, big deal. Yeah. yeah. It was a big deal. Um, and the day that it was supposed to happen, or like the day before it was supposed to happen, Matt Lanter posted a picture of like Comic Con badges with like mm-hmm. Wyatt Logan, Lucy Preston, Rufus Carlin, like on the badges, and we mm-hmm. were all like, "Huh? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what?" Um, and then the day of that it was supposed to happen, Malcolm was like tweeting, "Like, where do I find these fans that are here? Where can I find them?" And he went yeah. and met up with them and like took pictures, and people from Sony were there with them. Mm-hmm. So it, I mean, it was like a big thing, and that was when we kind of got the feeling that there was some movement because it was like oh, official channels are getting involved now. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. And it wasn't long after that, that we got the news that like, yeah, we I was going to say, it was like movie. right after that, if I remember it was. correctly. It was like, yeah. yeah, that we got the news that we were going to be getting a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And then the movie, like through interviews, they're like, no, no, it's like two episodes. And we were like, mm-hmm. well, what's the difference? <laughs> it's mm-hmm. basically a mm-hmm. movie. Um, so yes, season two actually ended with episode 10 with chinatown Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and then we had a long hiatus yeah um chinatown that was terrible mid-may chinatown aired at christmas or well chinatown aired in may and then the finale airs at christmas yeah yeah Yeah. so So we had a very long time to wait before we got the last two so if you're binging it you may not know that unless you notice that all of a sudden it's christmas then you might think well that's weird but uh actually what it is is that there was a huge break between Mm -hmm. episode 10 and episode 11 Mm -hmm. um so technically for this podcast we're going to consider 11 and 12 like a separate thing Mm -hmm. um but yes the you're right the lion in the series finale is like god tier yeah yeah Yeah. we'll 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 get Mm -hmm. to that it's brilliant but as far as so let me reframe this question for you kim in Mm -hmm. episodes one through ten of season Mm -hmm. two what Mm -hmm. is your favorite lyat moment sorry it's 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 still hollywood land though it's like it's just too it's It's iconic it makes my shipper heart happy like yeah i'm never gonna be mad about that ever and it's just it's them finally getting their moment and getting Mm -hmm. to kiss in there and it was just like not just kiss oh. well i know but it's like <laughs> I mean, that's all we they got go to all see. the way that's all we got to see though so yeah that's true we just got like a lot of making out yeah <laughs> and then the morning after which honestly mm-hmm. i kind of prefer that because i love morning yeah. after scenes i'm oh, just same sucker for same a good morning after same scene here. um yeah so i mean i i totally get that for me what is my favorite i don't know i really love some of the angsty stuff i'm it's not good. gonna lie it's good um I, I was gonna say i think mine i mean obviously hollywood land is like a yeah. whole god level tier of yeah. amazing like i, mean, like, I, I feel like that's I like a separate yeah that's like a separate thing in my mind honestly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but i i really love at the very end well episode 10 when wyatt finally tells lucy that he loves her he like loves her. oh god that scene is so oh my so god good. it just mm-hmm. 
Well, it's just that, and the fact that he's the one that said it first, and Mm -hmm. it's just like there's so many things that go into that, and like he's like, I don't, he's like, I don't really care if you say it back. He's like, I just need Mm -hmm. basically like her to know that, like that you know, like that you know know that I feel this way, Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. I just Mm -hmm. I love that moment. Like we're not taking Hollywood land aside. Like that's yeah. Her reaction to that to me just felt so appropriate because it was like I don't know what to do with that right now Yeah, Mm -hmm. because so much Mm -hmm. had happened that it's like I don't know how to reconcile that with Mm -hmm. like what we've what I've been going through the last Mm -hmm. you know few weeks like your feelings and the fact that like you just had a wife that came back from the dead and yada 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 supposedly pregnant (laughs) and you Mm -hmm. were like in on her you thought you had to fight for like how does this go and then the Mm -hmm. flint like it's just but then the fact that why it's like no like he's like i don't really care if you tell me how you feel right now like i don't need to hear that right the second he's like i just need you to know that this is Mm -hmm. how i'm feeling and i just yeah oh that is a great moment oh my god but i so so for me i got so frustrated with wyatt through this whole thing that i loved the moments where like he was very clearly struggling with the separation um like one of the ones that i absolutely loved when it aired it was like my one point of solace through all the crap was the um episode where they oh man it's the blues episode oh yeah um Mm -hmm. at the end when they all come back and Wyatt just wants to talk to her Mm -hmm. like he's just like hey so what happened what's going on and she's Mm -hmm. like why don't you go talk to your wife? Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, yeah. no, Lucy, and I really want to. And goes to talk to Flynn mm-hmm. and it's like. Right. But mm-hmm. that moment he has where he's like, no, no, I really want to know. Like he doesn't yeah. understand why she can't mm-hmm. let him, him still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And he wants to still have that sort of um, relationship. relationship. Their relationship was in a different level when they thought yes. Jessica was dead. And like, yes. he doesn't he's... understand why they can't go back to that. Right. But mm-hmm. Lucy's like, no, things are different now. Yep. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. we can still be friends, but like, mm-hmm. we can't be that anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and it's I... just like, mm-hmm. it breaks his heart. And the just... pain on his face in that scene is like, yeah, so good. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I love it so much. But then also, episode seven the um suffragette episode where oh yeah yeah that's a good one. Oh my god where he's like i'm not gonna let you get hurt and she's like huh a little too late for that mm-hmm. it was like oh it was great mm-hmm. <laughs> like i i know it sounds vindictive of me but i really loved the moments where wyatt was like wait what you mean this isn't as fine as i think it is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. <laughs> really are you that dumb but yeah you're that dumb okay <laughs> um so I you know I I loved those moments a lot Mm -hmm. um I don't know I gotta say I really I think my favorite is that conversation at the end of episode seven um after everything's done with the mission and they come back and Lucy's upset because nobody remembers you know she's again the only person Mm -hmm. that remembers someone Mm -hmm. um and he tries to like relate with her over that he's like well i remember her too and then Mm -hmm. he tries to put his arms around her and stuff and she's like what no Mm -hmm. no we can't Mm -hmm. do this and there's a moment in that scene where i feel like wyatt wants her to tell him like pick me Mm -hmm. and and i love the complications of that and Mm -hmm. the fact that she's like i'm i'm not gonna get in the middle of anything Mm -hmm. that's not who i am and the Mm -hmm. fact that he takes a moment to be like well for the record I really like who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, well, I'm no Alice Paul. And I love, mm-hmm. he's like, no, but you're Lucy Preston. And that's pretty damn good. Like mm-hmm. that whole, yeah. the fact that it's a conflict, but he's still taking time to be encouraging. And right. like, they're in this weird place where they don't really know what they are, but they know what they can't be. Mm-hmm. And right. 
you know, I, I just love it. But I do feel like there's a moment there where he really wants her to just be like, no, pick me. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like in that scene, if she'd mm-hmm. have said, pick me, he, mm-hmm. he, he would have done it. Like, I feel like it's this moment where there's a question mark and, and Lucy chooses the path, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I, I love that scene and the layers of it and the way they played it. And, mm-hmm. you know, the end, in ending of that, where it's like, well, where does that leave us? And she's like, same place we always are, you mm-hmm. know, and it's, it's just such a great, well-crafted scene mm-hmm. that goes from it goes from point a to point b so well Uh um and you feel like they can still be friends even though it's awkward and i don't i just it was such a great scene i just Uh i love that scene Uh it's not you know it's not hollywood land which i'm with brina that's sort of to me that's like this whole it's almost in like it's other level it is yeah it's like in my mind it's like hollywood land is hollywood land and then there's everything else i mean whatever can you beat them standing by the pool and him no. looking at her and saying no you saved my life you know no nope. can you no. beat that no and that's why it's my favorite that's why you cannot oh my god and then he goes into like you know you know why i took this assignment it was because it was dangerous and then mm-hmm. he talks about how he stopped caring but not anymore and i'm mm-hmm. like dude mm-hmm. Well, just the fact that it comes off the heels of like comes back, yeah, and like it comes off the heels of like all the tension, like literally they've been having Mm -hmm. all these like I think we're gonna kiss and then we don't, and then like I think Mm -hmm. we're gonna kiss and we don't, and then we think Mm -hmm. we're gonna kiss and then we don't, and then like finally they like I think we're gonna kiss and oh yeah we do actually kiss and it's just like the Mm -hmm. build up for those last episodes is just Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I love and they just look really like the old Hollywood glamour of it all and like the tux and the dress that she's wearing and the it's. Mm -hmm. Also. I love the the blocking by the pool. Like when she finally responds to him and she's like, you know, when I thought you were dead and I was with my mother, I felt the same way. Mm-hmm. And he moves toward her just that like a little bit, like mm-hmm. turns to face her and the mm-hmm. posture of it with his hands in his pockets. You know, he seems kind of confident and he's like, and yeah. now? Like that, that mm-hmm. right there. Oh, this like just, it's, 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 it's good. so it's really good. good. It's so good. Um. Yeah, it's amazing. And I don't know, Kim, since you binged it, I don't know if you know that there's a there was a deleted scene there. Did you ever see that? I don't. Oh, my God. The deleted when they the came out scene. with all the deleted scenes. I think it I was did. Like, After we watch it, I have to go so, search it. This, the there was like this urban legend, first of all, before they released the deleted scene, this urban legend went around the fandom of like, mm-hmm. originally they filmed a scene of them making out in the pool, but. Yeah. They couldn't use it in the episode because of sound issues. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> that was the story. There were issues sure. with the sound. Um, and so everybody was like, I wonder what it was. What did it look mm-hmm. like? What what mm-hmm. happened in it? And so when they were doing the renewal campaign, they're like, Hey, you give us 10K mm-hmm. likes, we'll release this scene. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, I mean, it happened. Well, yeah. And then they ended up releasing a bunch of other deleted they did. scenes. That was too, like, but this was, was like was the good. first one. Yeah. This was like they, the one, the, the one, one, the one. Um yeah. And what it is, is it's like right after that moment where he's like, and now it turns into this whole like flirty, playful scene mm-hmm. where um he like picks her up and they like throws her into the pool. Like they mm-hmm. jump into the pool and they like make, and they out, make in out in the out pool. In the pool it's an intense pool. make out too. Yeah. Like hands yeah. are everywhere. You don't see them. There's mm-hmm. they're wet. It's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. he throws her yeah. shoes away. Like mm-hmm. it's intense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, but yeah, that was the deleted scene. They were, like, mm-hmm. in the pool, and it was really mm-hmm. intense. And I feel like the real reason they didn't use it is because it was so intense. <laughs> I don't think there yeah. were sound issues, quote-unquote. No. Um, 
no because what we did get was more was way more tame than that mm-hmm. i mean it was great i'm one of the few people that prefer the aired version rather than the deleted scene i know a lot of people are like why did they cut that but i actually really like what we got i love i like what we got i think obviously of course would the deleted scene have been great television too like of course but like they cut it for a reason and whatever reason that is i mean nobody knows like it could be just the fact that it's like a lot and it is and it's also very playful so it may not have been like the tone that they wanted necessarily i can see it like I said, I don't, I mean, I like both versions. Like, I'm happy if we, I mean, granted, I love the deleted scene too, and I like watching it, you know, whatever, but like, I don't think it's missing. Like, I can still just yeah. as much enjoy Hollywood land yep. for what it is and be mm-hmm. like, no, that was really great. To, yeah. And, and that's, it's so funny because it is, it is an abrupt cut between him being like, and now to like the room, well, but you don't, yeah. it doesn't feel that way because of the way they build the music and like the tension mm-hmm. in that first moment before they kiss. And mm-hmm. I love like the, the shot of his hand, like her, on her arm, like the, just the whole vibe of that mm-hmm. scene where like, it feels like a monumental moment mm-hmm. and like, you yeah. know, it's a big moment and they know it's a big moment. Mm-hmm. And then that kiss. Mm-hmm. At, like she licks into his mouth like it's it's, it it's is, a kiss it, yeah. it is a, it is a kiss yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> like wow they like really went for it mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah so anyway but yeah no i mean that's that whole you can't beat that as far as like light moments go there's nothing mm-hmm. that yeah. tops that i mean it's so perfect and mm-hmm. the morning after scene I'm a sucker for a morning after scene and that one is so perfect. She's <laughs> she's so soft with him, like her hands yeah. running through his hair. Mm-hmm. She's always touching him in mm-hmm. some way, shape, or form. And I love that. And then mm-hmm. you have the added comedy of Rufus like Rufus. walking in. On right. He's like, oh, never mind. Of course. He's like, I, I was looking for you too. And um, no, I'm here, here, here you here are. You are. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's great. Yeah. It's and so good. The end of it is really funny when they're like, when uh lucy says busted and why it's like nah he'll be cool and i wanted to be like narrator voice he wasn't he cool. was not he was indeed <laughs> he was, not cool he was indeed not cool <laughs> yeah you know it's just really funny yeah um, and i mean i would say though i I adore all the light modes, but I would still say some of my favorite episodes from this season though and which kind of still i would say lean back more to you know the whole thing of history and whatnot i think have to be like though the kennedy curse and oh, even man, that um, was a cool the day episode. Reagan was shot just because in, yeah. in two of those two two very different instances of you know the fact that Rufus tried to change Kennedy's history and it still uh, ended up being it didn't work unchanged yeah. but that they were able to change like obviously you know Christopher's fate in there yeah. and, and we actually changing history for the better in her case mm-hmm. yeah. I what I really like about the Kennedy curse is that was bringing the past into the present mm-hmm. yeah, it was, was cool. like a flip of what they normally mm-hmm. do it yeah, because so it's all going it into the past, really never good. bringing somebody back to the future. And yeah. I actually did not mind Jessica in that episode. I thought that was a great use of Jessica, mm-hmm. like because yeah. it perfectly played with like the what I mean. You can't really say realistic because it's a ridiculous situation, but like the tension that you feel like would genuinely be- exist. You know, like Disney animators like to say they don't go for realistic; they go for believable. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's it's sort of the same concept here. It's not realistic because nobody's going to be like, "Oh, I thought my wife was dead, and then time travel happened, no. and now she's mm-hmm. alive." That's not going to happen. Yeah. But you, there is a, a 
like a feeling of believability about it you know Uh the the way that they play it where Uh like although jessica does get in a jab at lucy that makes me want to like shake her a little bit Uh but otherwise (laughs) it's fine like you feel like in some like other universe jessica and lucy could have potentially been friends based on who jessica portrays herself to be in this episode um so i did i did like her in that one and Mm -hmm. i I do also the shot of the coin like up in the air and it's like Mm -hmm. changing as it's like flipping Mm -hmm. that is so cool and it's the first time we played with this idea of like the past being in flux in the present Mm -hmm. because always before it's like they go on a jump they come back and something's different this is like what happens when you're in the present and something changes is there like a Mm -hmm. moment where you remember both is there is it just one or the other and so they play with that idea in that episode which i think is really neat yeah um i was gonna say two things about that episode that i really love is one when you're talking about the use of jessica and the way that she worked well in that episode the thing that i like about that episode is how much jessica is pointing out how some of the things they do are ridiculous but yet they're like yeah this are normal and like it works for them and like how well they work together but jessica's the one pointing it out about like how well they work together and how whatever Mm -hmm. and they're like yeah this is you know eh, whatever but it's like jessica and it's like obviously then the liat you know, Lyatt professionally working together, but then also mm-hmm. pointing out the fact that, like, hey, Lyatt as a couple, mm-hmm, you know, would work mm-hmm. together, and, like, Wyatt is Man. only focus is really Lucy, even though Jessica's standing right there. Um, the moment yeah. in the hospital room yeah. with Emma, like, holding, yeah. Yeah, oh, my, like, yeah. that's the callback, right, that we talked about to the pilot, mm-hmm. where, you know, she, she tells him that, like, you know a few inches to the right and you would have blown my head off is yeah. you know was it are you just that good or am i that expendable this mm-hmm. is where we see that change where like yeah. she's no longer expendable in any way she's literally the cool. sole focus of him yeah trying yes. to save that, i mean that's the reason he does oh, yeah God. that mm-hmm. angst is yeah. so good and, and then, then the Emma's other line, thing i oh. yeah yeah i was gonna say the other thing i love about that episode is like literally probably my favorite underrated moment like comedy wise is at the very beginning when they come back and they have jfk with them but they don't have flynn mm-hmm. and they're like what the heck what like i don't remember the exact line but it's like what the heck happened to flynn or whatever and they're like well we're gonna go back and get him like, <laughs> yeah, like I we mean, left it's them. not like we were trying to yeah. leave him in yeah. whatever they're like we're gonna go back and get him yeah it's that. one of my favorite it's just, just every time i think about that yeah Every time I think about that, I just <laughs> die. Like great. I mm-hmm. love that moment so mm-hmm. much. It mm-hmm. is really funny. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean that episode it does have some some really interesting moments, and I think for me, I hated the Salem Witch Trials episode. So oh, I hate that episode. This one is so much better. <laughs> that episode was that episode. awful. Oh my god! Like, I mean, in- let's put it this way: timeless bad episodes are even good episodes of TV. Mm-hmm. So like. I don't hate, hate is a strong word, but if I have to pick a episode that I don't Least like favorite. out of all of these, especially season two, which for like I've said already, like I love season two, Salem Witch Trials is my least favorite. I never go back and rewatch it. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Mm-mm. And not even just for the Lyatt stuff, like I just don't like it in general. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm I mean, the, the same. History stuff the history stuff is the thing... least interesting stuff. Like I just, I don't like that episode. The only thing I like about that episode is Flynn, like just itching to get a gun. Like <laughs> that mm-hmm. running gag through the whole episode is really funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, that is good. His good. focus is like, I need a gun. I need a gun. And like the whole him running away when they like get surrounded and they're like, mm-hmm. all right, I guess this is how this is going to go now. <laughs> and he just he goes he runs away to find a gun you know mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. basically yeah. what he i think it's mm-hmm. 
I think that part of that episode is really funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, but otherwise, that episode is is so heavy on the angst. There's, it's just to me, it's really depressing to watch. Mm-hmm. Well, I just don't I, personally for me, I don't think the history stuff is that great. Like, I just, it's literally the thing I least care about the most. Like, at least even in episodes where the I think angst it, is a lot, the mm-hmm. history stuff is good. Like, a kind of a good balance yeah. towards mm-hmm. it. And that one just, I, it just it, for me personally, just yeah. Work. I, th- I think that one feels like the most obviously contrived to me mm-hmm. because it's like oh ben franklin's mom just happens to be in the salem witch trials mm-hmm. uh, yeah okay mm-hmm. like okay okay mm-hmm. and then carol preston is like they trust her enough to believe that lucy is a witch like why don't they think carol preston is a witch like where did she mm-hmm. come from you right. know like it's mm-hmm. there's like things in this episode that you're like it's a stretch it's a stretch mm-hmm. i don't know mm-hmm. that this makes a whole lot of sense mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um for sure yeah no i'm i'm with you on that too yeah the history on that is a little you know questionable yeah, uh-huh. um yeah um i don't know for me though it is it is very heavy for me and i feel like my heart uh-huh. hurts for lucy the whole episode and so it's really hard for me to enjoy uh-huh. it because i'm like this is a terrible situation uh-huh. that she's in because not only has she lost wyatt really i mean if you think about it, she's lost wyatt uh-huh. her yeah. mom is like trying to have her hanged like uh-huh. for being uh-huh. a witch um and she's like on a mission with Flynn, which he's insufferable. So that doesn't help. So like, right. and up until is... that point, he's been their enemy. I mean, yeah, he's been their enemy, even right. though he, they kind of understood why he was doing what he did. But like, he was still the enemy. Yeah. And so it's like all of these things happening to her at once. And then she gets the freaking German fested knife cut on her oh. arm. And then she gets sick. Oh, and yeah. like, Wyatt can't even like the implication in the next episode is that Wyatt didn't even like go to check on her or anything I'm like, yeah mm-hmm. i hate this so much <laughs> like it's just it's so he went from like uh you know where she in the first episode where she's like i've lost everything he's like no you still have me to hollywood land to he's just gone and i'm like mm-hmm. yeah oh that's that's really horrible mm-hmm. <laughs> um yes so that's it's just hard like i i empathize so much with lucy like in that episode it's so hard for me to watch it um yeah i think that was like the episode that i i think i cried during that episode because i am very much like when i'm watching a television i'll identify with a character to the point where i kind of like feel what they feel yeah so like during that conversation they have in episode four the light conversation where they're on the phone and it's like what do we do how do we handle this and lucy's like no just go be with jessica but she's like crying the whole time uh-huh. i'm like i can't <laughs> it's so horrible like yeah it's just it's awful um and for like it's really hard to root for Wyatt when that switch seems to flip so fast yeah uh-huh. um like from you know you saved my life you know to like oh Jessica's alive let me go and bring yeah. her to the secret bunker uh-huh. like, oh my god yeah. <laughs> it's very hard <laughs> to to really root for that um uh-huh. even though I love him he's like my favorite character and still I'm like no. why not in that one moment no. <laughs> yeah not in that one moment it was too sudden it was like just too I agree. yeah too sudden um but i the kennedy curse episode was a really strong episode i thought that was neat it was like a nice flip on the concept i love that one yeah, yeah. it was really great um was the one after that the delta blues episode mm-hmm. yeah yeah <clears throat> i mean i yeah, figured i you like... would like it logan just for lucy being 
Agent Taylor Swift. Or... Agent Taylor Swift. Yeah, that's yeah. great. <laughs> that was really funny. Um, I also like it though because the scene not just the scene that I talked about where like Wyatt's in so much pain, like he just wants to talk to Lucy when he's kept back from the mission and the, the uh-huh. lifeboat like jumps, he turns his back on the lifeboat. Cause he's, it's like, he can't watch it disappear without him. You uh-huh. know, like he's like, I'm not uh-huh. on it. I can't look at that. And I love yeah. that little moment. Just like it, it really hurts him that he can't go. Uh-huh. And I also love Connor Mason time traveling. I think that was so yeah. great. Like the moment where he gets out of the lifeboat and he's like waxing poetic about the past and how beautiful it is. And then he gets, he's like, he gets sick. Like right at the end. I thought it was the perfect way because obviously in season two, they were trying to show us a little bit more of like Mason and Agent Christopher and all those things. And I thought even though they were very different episodes, like obviously Mason goes back in the past Mm -hmm. with them. It's not necessarily so much about Mason's past. And then Agent Christopher's episode is about Mm -hmm. a young Agent Christopher. She's not the one that goes back in the past, but it's about her past. Like I thought they were just handled so perfectly. And like, if you're trying to get us to show us a different way or different version of these characters who we don't get to spend a ton of time with, but they're still important to the storyline mm-hmm. or whatever i just thought those were great episodes yeah. to showcase those characters mm-hmm. in both different lights mm-hmm. i, I no, thought those really worked i agree i agree so much um and i love i love drunk connor in that episode too where he's mm-hmm. like to oblivion you know like i'm like oh my god mm-hmm. i yeah. like the way they handled connor in that episode was so good to me because i think it humanized him a lot mm-hmm. um yeah. which we needed you know at yeah. that point um i also love we didn't talk about this but um one of the earlier episodes um or maybe it is a no it's a later one in the season there's another moment where like later on like why it's like why doesn't connor come with us instead of flynn <laughs> connor's like uh hell no yes yeah. <laughs> like after his experience in that episode he's like he's like literally know. anyone other than flynn i don't care <laughs> yeah but i love that connor's like nope not going don't want it yeah <laughs> uh like, that's funny anyway well and i, um, and I still yeah. thought it was really cool with connor too of like obviously he'd been in the past but to understand his impact is to then be on the record in the future the rec- that moment it's- oh my gosh yeah, I love that where he's mm-hmm. like listening to the record and he hears himself yeah. and he's like that's mm-hmm. me uh, that's like I'm like mm-hmm. trying to imagine I have a record collection over here behind the computer mm-hmm. and like some of them are very vintage records and I'm trying to like imagine myself hearing myself on the background of one of them mm-hmm. and like how that would feel and just like mm-hmm. as yeah. someone who does love music the way I love music it, it would I mean that's an amazing moment just yeah. the whole idea of it is so wonderful um yeah so that was a really good one I mean and I think what when was that that was I'm trying to keep track of the episodes that would have been five Which one the Blue, Delta Blues no Mason's is six. Oh wait we had because then it goes it goes um oh three Katie okay five yeah, and Kennedy then, is yes, five. Six. So then and the then next Mason one after six, that, and is, then the next one is, is the Grace. Suffragette. The yeah, Grace Hummerson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, Grace Hummerson, and then it's Agent Christopher, and then because then it's Agent Christopher, and that's the last one you get before yeah. the double season finale because nine and ten <clears> are together. So I will say I am actually not that crazy about the Agent Christopher episode, but it has nothing to do with Agent Christopher. Mm-hmm. I I love like the the whole plot with denise and like lucy and gia and yeah uh-huh. i love i also love the stuff in the past 
with Wyatt and Rufus and you know all of that what I just don't love the mental gymnastics of oh Agent Christopher chose Wyatt on purpose like it just doesn't I don't, it doesn't really fit no, that's, to me that's fair I'm like that's fair yeah um it's one of those but, things that i think yeah. had we gotten those like supposedly had it been 16 more you know 16 episodes instead of 10 i think maybe they could have fleshed out that yeah. point of it like her choosing wyatt yeah. like but it's something that because they didn't have as much time as they mm-hmm. were hoping or whatever mm-hmm. like that just mm-hmm. one point got cut and you know yeah. or that whatever See, got cut but yeah i think they could have fleshed that out more had they yeah. gotten more episodes and that's my overall issue with season two is that it's like they took what was supposed to stretch out over 16 episodes and condensed it so mm-hmm. you don't you miss things you know like it, it, not everything lands like it should mm-hmm. um yeah. that's my overall issue with season two really but i I do like that episode. I really enjoy like the stuff that actually takes place in the eighties. And I also, this is another reason it makes me mad. It has nothing to do with the episode itself, but where it's placed, because I feel like why it starts to put together what's happening with Jessica. Like he's right there. Mm-hmm. He's right there at it. And then at the end of the episode, she says she's pregnant and it's like, he mm-hmm. forgets everything. It's like, I don't know. Suddenly I don't remember all these things that I've learned about mm-hmm. her brother. Like, I was just like, mm-hmm. yeah what Uh (laughs) um yeah um and then we get episode nine which i hate episode nine i will i mean i i don't want to say hate a lot but i do i hate this episode i I, I really don't care for except for obviously the very end of 10 like where they kind of what like i thought is like a season finale in general like the double part season finale Uh which is what it aired as because it aired back to back leads yeah yeah Uh i thought was okay like i thought it was okay but they're not my favorite like they're just Mm -hmm. okay like i love the ending of chinatown like and kind of that cliffhanger and Mm -hmm. obviously the loose Wyatt telling lucy he loves her and all that stuff right like i love that ending but like as a whole like it's Mm -hmm. not my favorite like it's it's just not so the thing that was the hardest for me with episode nine is understanding why wyatt acts the way he acts um because to me like i said at the end of eight i felt like he was so close he was right there at it and then jessica tells him she's pregnant and it's like he just loses all Uh logic and sense and it's and he's a smart guy like we've established he is a very brilliant guy like he speaks foreign languages he understands strategy and you know he's he's intelligent so it was just like it felt like they just turned that Uh intelligence off and i I was like and i think some to some extent that does happen when i i assume that like especially on tv when like a character finds out that their significant other or whatever is pregnant like they do kind of then fall into like especially if it's a character who's not sure if they want to be a dad or something like that mm-hmm. they always figure out they're like whoa hold on a sec like i don't know what's happening here like let me i feel like i lose every but like to not even remember then what you were on the brink of discovering is it's like like all gone yeah mm-hmm. like i understand yeah. that that news is going to affect you and you may not be right. like the perfect person you were because it's like i don't even know right. if, do i want to be a dad whatever all things mm-hmm. but like you don't then just not remember what you're on the brink of discovering right. and like and the then fact that, that isn't going to be your baby and all the whatever yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada. he gets like so mad at lucy Um, over every little thing i mean every little thing she does he's so like on like a trigger hair Mm -hmm. temper with her um and i don't get it i don't get why she's like the vessel he's taking everything Mm -hmm. out on Mm -hmm. um 
it that doesn't connect for me either um and also i hate just the way he announces jessica's pregnant in front of everybody but i will say i also hate the way agent christopher approached telling him that jessica was written house like the minute it happened i was like why are you doing this in front of everyone mm-hmm. because yeah. the minute you do that in front of everyone he has to get defensive mm-hmm. you know like if it's one-on-one it's a different story but she did that in yeah. front of everybody yeah so well. of course he's gonna be defensive of jessica and i was just wanted to be like why like i know why story-wise they needed it for the drama but like it's still just like at this point you know him you Mm -hmm. you know you shouldn't that's not the way to handle that yeah Yeah. that bugged me um just like things that just don't it's like little character decisions that i'm like why 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 um and so and then there's that whole conversation that he has with rufus about how um you know, if it if it turns out that Jessica isn't what she says she is, then he's done. Like he's done. It's like his verbiage, oh. which is like he's just gonna quit everything and give up. And I'm like, ah, I get it, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like that's very, very dramatic. Mm-hmm. And I understand right. it's a dramatic situation, but it just felt like so far. Um yeah. and it took, like I said, it took the writers explaining for me to really like feel like i could understand it basically what they said was that um wyatt is at a point where he's given up so much for jessica that if it turns out she is rittenhouse then he's lost everything right he Um, she's taken everything the one little thing that he had left and took that too yeah like i mean if it turns out that she is rittenhouse then he's given up lucy he's given up the team he's given up yeah i mean everything that he has to believe in her Uh to choose her and if that turns bad then what has he got left he's he's done you know when they explained it from that angle i was like oh i get it but that didn't come across in the episode Uh (laughs) that's not how this came across um but when they explained it that way i was like well now i can understand like Uh when i watch it i'll have that in my head and i'll get it but i didn't get that from the episode itself yeah. um mm-hmm. you know what i mean which i feel like is the failure of that episode and so many people turned on wyatt just based on that episode alone mm. and i was so mad on twitter after it aired because all the like everybody was there's wyatt slander everywhere after that mm-hmm. episode aired before we even get to 10 you know yeah. um because those two aired back to back and by the end of nine yeah. everybody was like anti-wyatt and i was mm. like I he's my favorite why would you do this to him <laughs> it's just like this is terrible yeah there was um, I remember there being a lot because I because of like some of the entertainment stuff writing I'd been doing at this point like I had screeners for all the timeless episodes for season two and I remember watching these two before they aired and like talking about it to Lizzie and like working out my feelings that way and then like they aired and I wasn't prepared I knew people were probably gonna have some backlash at Wyatt to some extent but it's like then the amount of slander that there was oh my God. And it was like, so much I was not prepared for that like I've already mm-hmm. seen it and I was not prepared for that mm-hmm. it was like that so was not much. what I thought was gonna happen when that ended. Uh, oh my god and it was like just the hardest thing as a Wyatt fan because you can't even justify it at that point because the yeah. writers hadn't done the QA I didn't understand it it felt uh-huh. very out of character to me um it's so like it's airing and I'm like I I I hate this like my skin was crawling you know it was like yeah. this is not good um and then the second part airs which is episode 10 
And I think that made it a little better for me. Season just 10's because, okay. It's just, yeah. yeah. Because, well, you know, by that point, you find out what Jessica is for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. And you get to see that flip and you get to see why it react to that flip. And so there's more emotion for me, believable emotion out of Wyatt in, in mm-hmm. episode 10 mm-hmm. than nine. Sure. Um, Cause it's more that place of like emotional desperation and mm-hmm. grief. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. Yeah. So I don't, episode 10 is still a little, it's not together. They're not great, but I can watch 10, <laughs> you know, whereas nine, I yeah. typically skip. That's I skip fair. that episode. Um, yeah. But I, let me just say, first of all, episode 10, the highlight is 1888 Gia. I mean, I still wanted to call it out, especially to you, like the character arc of Gia this season also of like, who? Yeah. Of like, it's still, it's obviously she had been dealing with visions all season. How much does she want to tell Rufus? How much doesn't she want to tell Rufus and all that? But like you said, it all like climaxes with 1888 Gia. Oh my gosh. Yeah. She's such a badass. Mm -hmm. So good. Like the minute they show her in that saloon, like, you know, I was just like, I, I'm here for this. Even though it's terrible, she's been there for three years. Mm-hmm. I, I love this side of Gia. <laughs> but I also, it was so like, great. her going into a Carol and Lucy Preston book and. Oh, so smart. Right. She put the cling on, like, the on the floor. Yeah. Like, love Girl, you, you smart. <laughs> but I, 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 I never would have thought that. It makes me giggle in my head. I was like, if anybody else opened the book and they, they watched Star Star Trek, like, they would why wouldn't they be <laughs> like why is there Klingon on it would I bet you it's probably one of those online conspiracy mysteries in yes. the universe of the show yeah. you know because there'll be t- things like the Doctor Who fandom has that where these pictures pop up and it looks like there's it looks like one of the actors mm-hmm. from the show is like in the photo and they'll be like wait yeah. what is this mm-hmm. and or like there's I think there's one famous photo online where it looks like a guy has like a a modern phone and it's a historical photo mm-hmm. and everybody's like what is that so it's probably it, in the mm-hmm. universe of the show, I bet it was something like that, where they were like, this is a weird photo with Klingon mm-hmm. in it, yeah. like, uh-huh. 200 years uh-huh. before Star Trek existed, you know, yeah. it probably was something like that. Yeah. Um, that's so funny, though. Yeah, I didn't think about that angle. Um, another funny thing about episode 10, I remember when they were filming it, Malcolm Barrett, <laughs> he would go live on Instagram every now and then. <laughs> and he would just like set his phone up somewhere on the set in front of him. So you could like watch him filming the scene. <laughs> it was really funny. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like the, when they're looking for Gia and they're looking through all those books and they're just like mm-hmm. handing off books back and forth. Yeah. He set up his phone during one of those times. So, cause it was totally out of context. We don't have the script. We right. don't know anything that's going mm-hmm. on. So and it sounds seeing... like it really gives like a ton, a ton away. Right. Yeah. All it is, is him like taking a book from someone and then giving it back. And like, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I remember him going live and being like, he's on set like filming like right now Uh it was so funny um he did that another time too where he was just like in the background of a scene eating cereal (laughs) it was great um anyway but no i yeah i think you're right brina like as a finale as a whole Uh it's not great until the last Uh, five minutes and then it's like or however many minutes it is until you know what section like the Wyatt telling Lucy he loves her and then obviously the other lifeboat Uh coming back the future them's coming it's that part's great I'd actually say it turns around when we really see Gia like react to Rufus being dead Uh like when Uh Connor comes into her room oh yeah 
and oh. they're talking about it and she's like yeah, yeah. i can't find him anywhere like he's really mm-hmm. gone and she just has this like emotional claudia oh my god in that scene that's so good broke so my good. heart um and her and mason really just have this really great hug and like it's so emotional mm-hmm. and heavy and and just mm-hmm. really great i think it turns around there yeah but um, I, that's I, a good yeah Ballad. yeah and and then it goes because one their reactions to rufus dying is better than the lead up to rufus dying <laughs> yes for sure <laughs> yeah um i would agree i i think that's yeah um for sure. and then you know overall that whole season um what we haven't really talked about is the Rhea journey which i loved mm-hmm. in season two um i mean you know they start out established so it's mm-hmm. we start out with established Rhea. And they're dealing with like her keeping the secret about her seizures uh-huh. and like whether or not to tell Christopher, which Rufus kind of blows that door wide open. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and it's just like they have they have arguments and they have fights and it's never uh-huh. the last straw, uh-huh. you know, it's just it's how it is. And they talk about it and they work through uh-huh. it. And, and sometimes they reach like a stalemate where they don't really resolve yeah. the issue and but they move on they're they mm-hmm. don't like end everything because of mm-hmm. it so i don't know i mean we talked about it touched on a little bit earlier but i love that with them this season the mm-hmm. way they handled those disagreements and then mm-hmm. they also have ideological differences from a religious standpoint because mm-hmm. gia is very spiritual and rufus is not like no at all. not at so, all not at all so there's those differences too that they actually get to talk about which is wild to me because there's Mm -hmm. so many shows that don't get into that at all like this character Mm -hmm. i mean this show really does have a lot of character study in it and i adore that like Mm -hmm. really digging into why a character does what they do why they believe what they do um you know it this show was really good at weaving that into the plot and never feeling like it slowed Mm -hmm. down for it um yeah and they did that a lot with Rhea this season and then um like her from the moment she has the vision of him dying Mm -hmm. to him actually dying the way they handled that and the way Rufus was like I don't care if that ends up putting me in that vision I'm getting I'm getting Gia back yeah right like I loved that and that it led to conflicts between Rufus and Wyatt felt very honest too Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I mean the whole scene where he's like i'm never gonna forgive you for this like mm-hmm. i like you're so yeah. wrapped up in your jessica lucy mm-hmm. drama that you don't see that there are other people that live here mm-hmm. too i was like right and that gia basically i mean they didn't know at that point she could be dead she could not mm-hmm. be you know yeah. whatever they didn't know and they it's didn't like know. Mm-hmm. you didn't see what was happening also right in front of you because you were so focused on like that drama mm-hmm. and it's yeah. so true because i think mm-hmm. at the time when it was airing one of the complaints that a lot of fans had was that the time team felt very disconnected mm-hmm. through the whole season were. and it's right and it's because they were trying different things putting new right. characters together and mm-hmm. um but it's well and then they one, added the fourth seat and they added the four seat right. light bows so they were like okay we can send gia on a mission we can yeah. send flynn mm-hmm. flynn has right. to do something now that we have him here and it's mm-hmm. like okay but that kind of messes up the time team dynamic which was Mm -hmm. the three of them right and that was so strong in season one like they they really built that bond so well between those three characters Mm -hmm. and then season two it was like we didn't get as much of it as we wanted Mm -hmm. um because they were doing those things and that was one of the complaints was like why don't we have more of this so when they get to those last few episodes and there's conflict building and we're getting these scenes it makes sense because 
Wyatt has been sort of on his own sort of thing, separate from Rufus this whole time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and so it makes all of that fit together. Yeah. Uh, and I just loved the whole, I don't know, it was such so well built mm-hmm. for Rhea specifically. Yes. Like that was really well built. Agreed. Um, yeah. yeah. And so I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I do just, uh, I wonder in general if they had more time, were they ever going to go down the route of like why the visions happen differently for different people and like why did it make Gia better physically? Well, that's what I was, so. was going to get into. We're never going to find out what the uh-uh. forbidden color thing means. No. Now. Right. Because that, that was like, I remember when it aired, we were all like, oh, they're adding to the lore of the visions. Like this well, is really I mean, interesting. Harriet Tubman having visions. Yes. So. Yes. Like, it, I mean, it, it's, it is, it's like, it you could tell they were threading it in hoping that they could explore it mm-hmm. later um and it is it's it's really interesting just the way that they were sort of building the mythos mm-hmm. around that yeah. mm-hmm. you could tell they were really thinking about it and how to make it sort of mysterious and mm-hmm. ominous and because this is the season they really get into like other pilots that were like one was suffering from skin so- schizophrenia and the other was yeah. dead and like they mm-hmm. get into all of that but then like, like also well, how is gia healthy how is she healthier now like oh yeah because yeah. she had a heart murmur that yeah. went away and like yeah yeah well and that's the thing that i think that i loved and we kind of talked about it earlier about like why timeless is so different from other time travel shows is they Mm -hmm. really like what you said logan they were really trying to build this mythos and this thing that was very unique to their world that wasn't Mm -hmm. just like okay yeah these team like this team built the time machine and like we're gonna go back in history and like that's great or whatever they really were building like a mythos about like well what happens the side effects of time traveling and like well at least in gia's case or whatever and then obviously the harriet tubman of it all that we don't really have an answer to and we'll ever have an answer to and like they really were trying to build that world and i think that's one of the things especially on a television show why like timeless was just so unique and just special Mm -hmm. is because they were really trying to focus on building something that was special to their world they were getting Mm -hmm. into the metaphysics of it all which is is so intriguing and different for a time and it's something they can do versus like a time travel movie because in a movie Mm -hmm. you've got an hour 45 minutes or whatever three hours it's gotta move right it's gotta move Mm -hmm. like there's only so much you can get into even Mm -hmm. if you said okay they had like you know like back to the future has like one two and and there's three back to the future yeah there's three yeah yeah, so there's three right yeah but like even then that's six hours total right that's six Mm -hmm. hours of stuff you can get into that's not a lot of time when you think about it versus like this. I mean, granted, we got cut short, but like this is like almost 30 hours of mm-hmm. time you could build up, you know, mm-hmm. build that out. And mm-hmm. so it just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it added added like depth and resonance to Gia's plot and to so the much. conflict between her and Rufus. Mm-hmm. Yep. It had like a real sort of gravitas about it when they added in like the religion differences and they mm-hmm. added the metaphysics of time travel, the side effects and and the visions. And when you add all of that in, it was a really well-developed mm-hmm. journey for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, from point A to point B um, to like him actually dying. And the fact that Gia mm-hmm. works so hard to avoid it Mm-hmm. It just like the the whole fate versus meant to be mm-hmm. versus make our own choices define mm-hmm. our own future that whole debate came into play really with rufus and gia this season a lot because mm-hmm. of her visions um and the fact that she felt like they were unavoidable and rufus was like i don't care mm-hmm. i'm coming to get you and that ended up being you know what why he died um so it's just that whole 
it's just interesting the way they turned yeah. it and they mm-hmm. examined all the angles it was really good i mean it was a really strong plot mm-hmm. is it time to talk about the finale mm, well i do okay um there were i was trying to think there were like there was one thing i wanted us to discuss that was a controversial thing from season two that the fandom was a joke and I, Brian, I probably knows mm-hmm. what I'm talking about if you were watching when season two aired. So I do want to get into that before we move on to the season okay. finale. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so <laughs> the there was a joke on the mm-hmm. show. And I'm trying to remember the episode. I remember the scene. It was right after Jessica like came back um, where... Rufus was sleeping on the couch because Jessica and Wyatt were in like their shared room. And so Wyatt gets up in the morning and Rufus is also up. They're both like sort of headed to the shower. Uh, And on the way they're having this discussion about the room and it starts out like this playful argument. And then Rufus makes like a a joke about how loud Wyatt and Mm -hmm. Jessica are when they have sex. And um, they have like this like sort of like boys club little snickery laugh moment and Lucy walks up and like she's obviously heard the whole thing. And then she heads into the bathroom before either of them to like shower and stuff. And I can't remember the exact wording of the joke, but I remember that moment after that episode aired. That was another thing that turned the fandom against Wyatt was that moment, even though Rufus was involved in it, too. And it was it's it was so controversial it was like all over Twitter. I, say, I don't like, remember that part yeah. at all. I mean, I remember the scene now that you kind of say that. I do remember the scene, yeah. but the like, controversy oh, of it. I no, I was it not was... like, I was not deep entrenched, especially because I was brand new to the fandom. Mm-hmm. So like, I was definitely never deep entrenched into it. So it wasn't like it was like all over my timelines or anything oh, like that. It was a I was big not deal. like, Mm-hmm. And yeah. when the two, the female, the two women writers that were in the room were the ones that wrote the series finale, when they would do their Q and A, somebody asked them, I'm like, how did that joke happen? Because that doesn't seem like something that would normally happen in the timeless writers room. You know, mm-hmm. like they were very like progressive and yeah, it just didn't feel like a joke that would come from them. And the two women were like, well, we're going to be honest. That was a joke that came from the men that we tried to talk them out of. Mm-hmm um and they went along with it anyway (laughs) i was like oh boy (laughs) so anyway i just didn't know if you remembered that because that was like a big thing and i remember like that i wasn't like so 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 entrenched in time i was like on that very peripheral it it was so controversial and it honestly it did make i I got up in my feelings about it too because i was like just because lucy overheard it the joke itself whatever it's guys you know they're gross um but lucy overhearing it was the part that really got me Mm -hmm. i was like why are you having this conversation in the hallway the very public hallway of the bunker Mm -hmm. that you all share yeah (laughs) why i'm in place people yeah that's that's no that's not appropriate Mm -hmm. um but no yeah it turns out that that was like a joke that like the male writers in the room wanted in the episode Mm -hmm. they didn't listen to the women (laughs) yeah it's like you should have you should have this is why Mm -hmm. (laughs) exactly anyway um i did want to talk about that because that was just such a big thing in my fandom world um yeah but before we talk about the the movie which we'll probably get into now is is there anything else like last minute you guys want to talk about from Mm -hmm. season two i mean finale but yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um (laughs) 
um, anyway, uh, so, but before we get into that, there are some inside jokes in the series finale that I'm not sure that people who are binging are really going to get. So I wanted to get mm-hmm. into it. Also, yeah. there's an inside joke in season two that I wanted to. Explain. So in the first episode of season two, they test the lifeboat and it like goes wrong and Rufus is inside the lifeboat and he's like unintelligibly cursing. And then you hear the word clock blocker. Mm-hmm. That was what the fandom called themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Clock <sighs> and actually Malcolm came up with that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. love that. Malcolm named the fandom. So that was what that was. And then in the series finale itself, there were two inside jokes and the first one um was a reference to a joke (laughs) so here's the story um (laughs) there was basically like the social media for nbc and timeless at some point during the cancellation um they were ignoring yeah. yeah they were like ignoring all of us and there was one point where they were tweeting about timeless and all of a sudden like they just went quiet and like they disappeared and so this whole joke became like one of my actual fandom friends like named this like fictional intern character um and just in a tweet jokingly referred to them as jan and was like we're worried about jan has jan gone missing where's jan and it was like this joke that went across the whole fandom and everybody was making jan jokes and there were gifts i mean it was like this huge 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 thing and so somebody um actually i think it was one of my friends tweeted at the timeless writers twitter and was like are you guys gonna put a jan joke in the movie and the they responded working on it right now (laughs) and so the scene where um (laughs) where emma comes back like to the headquarters and she's Uh like jessica jessica and then somebody comes in and goes do you mean jan and she's like no i don't mean jan that's what that was one then isn't the second isn't the second inside joke about the helicopters Uh uh-huh so the second one is they're in north korea and Mm -hmm. you hear the sound of like the blades of a helicopter and he's like what is that is that a helicopter copter helicopter (laughs) that's so the 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 like term that they started calling the helicopter that had the banner behind it Mm -hmm. was helicopter like that was on Mm -hmm. all of our like fandom campaign Mm -hmm. advertising was we Mm -hmm. call them helicopters and um so they yeah malcolm i think malcolm was the one who wanted to put that in so yeah. he was like what is that is that a helicopter yeah. copter helicopter mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah. it was um yeah so those were the two inside jokes that were in the movie i think the jan one is probably the most obscure but mm-hmm. that unless you was, were really yeah it, unless you were really kind of paying attention to yeah. like the campaign stuff that like you probably don't know no mm-hmm. and it was, but even i think people but even think i think people binging it wouldn't catch the helicopter one the yeah. helicopter clockter one only because unless you know unless you went and researched about the right. whole timeless story or whatever mm-hmm. like you're probably not going to know about what that mm-hmm. was right so I and being a part of the fandom and having the writers like acknowledge the fandom in that way was just really cool. cool. Mm-hmm. I, I've never Especially been a part... in like a way to say goodbye to the show and the right. fact that mm-hmm. like this was truly a I mean this is like a fan's dream. Like yes, were there things that I would love to have seen them dive into that like mm-hmm. season two technically leaves off and the things that I were thinking about gonna mm-hmm. happen. Like there's lots of things I wish they could address. But if I have to pick a way for the show to end, because I know I'm not gonna get any more, mm-hmm. this is like a dream, mm-hmm. a dream yeah. movie wrap up, whatever I mean, you call it. It's our, a dream. Our hope at minimum was to to get, you know, a movie. And yeah. um per, obviously we would have preferred a full other season, but 
yeah. we knew that like they'd already it's done this a long time yeah. you know slim chances but it was like if we can at least get something wrap to up. wrap up the show mm-hmm. um and so that's what we got and it, and i mean it it was it was a gift and looking back on it now i i'm not sure the fan campaign was the only thing that sealed that deal i think sony was really working hard behind the scenes with nbc and i mm-hmm. think our campaign gave them a little bit more leverage um you know as far as like look you have this built-in audience here yeah i mean mm-hmm. we've we've got this for you already mm-hmm. but i think sony was really wheeling and dealing behind the scenes um to to get them to make it and they let us take the credit for it is how i i feel like that went down mm-hmm. i feel like that was just nice of them to be like look what you did mm-hmm. um but it to have the writers like actively include and like have a dialogue with us about like oh we're working on it we're gonna add that in right now because yeah. they weren't gonna add it in until somebody mm-hmm. on twitter asked and then mm-hmm. they were like well why can't we mm-hmm. you know like let's mm-hmm. find a spot for it um so it was just really it's a, to me that felt like a once in a lifetime unique experience that mm-hmm. i got to be a part of mm-hmm. a small small part of mm-hmm. um so it was <laughs> yeah so i just wanted to explain those because now if you're watching it and you weren't a part of the fandom you'll know oh, yeah. you'll know what those are mm-hmm. it's a fun little mm-hmm. easter eggs you know um but yeah so there is a big break between filming wise when we left off and when we start and mm-hmm. i think you can really tell by the quality of the beard <laughs> yeah when you see the beard in the finale um of season two it doesn't look i mean it's not great but it looks okay you know like if you're if you're really like zoomed out it blends in with his hair on mm-hmm. wyatt you know and future wyatt it blends in and it looks like a beard it's sort of shorter so you know it kind of works in the <laughs> opening scene of the of the series finale it looks terrible it, it for me awful. it's one of those things i just have to suspend my belief for i'm gonna just it passes fairly quickly though i still enjoy him with a beard absolutely but yeah it's uh, yeah it's There's... not even the same color of his hair yeah. it's like a shade darker <laughs> yeah it's so bad but and it's so I think but that to me though is like how I can tell like there was such a gap between the two um because otherwise I think they did a pretty good job of like recreating Lucy's like injuries and Mm -hmm. you know this the consistencies were were pretty much all there except for the beard Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened with the beard but (laughs) it wasn't great um but I mean no but I in general I do want to say and I've mentioned this in our pod spot chat of I just, of, of the many finales I've watched of all the TV shows, I can count on my hand probably the number of good finales. This is up there, if not the oh, top yeah. finale for yeah. me. No, so. I agree. I was, because our big fear going into this, since we knew we only had two 43-minute episodes, was that it was going to be rushed. Um, was that it was going to feel like they were panicking to get a resolution in, that there was so much to resolve that it was going to be unsatisfying. Mm-hmm. Um and I remember the night it aired, Lizzie and I were talking and we were like amazed um, at how they yeah. fit everything in. And it never once felt contrived or rushed uh-uh. or it all worked really well together. Uh-huh. And I had uh-huh. it just because the only other example I have of a finale that did that was the Ugly Betty finale. I feel like the Ugly Betty finale resolved things without being rushed. That's the only other one that I can even slightly compare the perfection of this Uh finale to. Um, 
it was so good and it was one of those finale like I took a picture of myself after it aired that night and it was basically I had like my hand on my forehead and like my eyes were I was like crying Uh and I was like what just happened it's just like it was so good the full circle I just like the way they sort of wrapped up the series on conflict of like fate versus make your own future Uh I mean it's it was it's brilliant paced really well um and they covered a lot i mean they did a lot in those Mm -hmm. two hours whatever yeah but they like you said this paced really well i never felt overwhelmed or being like whoa this is like no too much and it still holds up like i still every time i rewatch it like even i was rewatching it last night i was like no i still feel the same way about this Mm -hmm. yeah it still makes me that happy every time i watch it well and so satisfying <laughs> and i give yeah. them so much credit for you know where we started with garcia flynn in season one episode one to to the finale of like that's such a character arc that yeah tv shows in general yeah. they don't handle those well in the matter of two seasons which even not even full episode seasons like most of their shows most most showrunners can't figure that out so to do that from that short of episodes across two seasons is i i still give them so credit because by the end you feel for Garcia Flynn and everything he's oh, gone yeah. through and the sacrifice oh, yeah. he ends up making yeah. and it's just like I get teary-eyed every time it's so good I mean they they and I there are some okay let me say this <laughs> not everybody agrees that it is amazing um, there are a subsect of Garcia Flynn fans who think that he should not have died um and i you know i can't it's your if that's your comfort character your favorite character i get it that's valid um you know i i understand that and i think they also again the writers did q a's right and so somebody asked like why did garcia flynn have to die and their response was that he had done so many things and committed so many crimes that they didn't really see how he would go on after them Uh and that did not that was not received well that answer mm. um so just to put that out there yeah there there well, are people who, yeah. who do not who do not like it um and i get it <laughs> uh but i i liked it i liked because he to me he is the hero of the whole thing mm-hmm. um that's just the way i see it he he gave up so much to mm-hmm. save the world he is the yeah. guy that did it like he got it done uh-huh. um mm-hmm. and i just that's the way i see it and well, I, that's me personally but i love it the journey no, and i mean it. i would even say but like it's the last line lucy said like future lucy says to garcia flynn in 2014 is you're not going to bring your family back but you're going to be a hero at the end of it mm-hmm. and it's just oh that it gets me and he still mm-hmm. it's we then see him make that same decision again and it's because he mm-hmm. he knows that even though it may not bring his family back, he needs to avenge them for it. And it's just, I, it's because it's like a time show. It's the time loop of it all. It's just, it's, it's so well, prolific too. And I, I do think, um, and the, the writers kind of said this too, but they're okay. So when she tells him that he's not going to get his family back, mm-hmm. you notice he's like shaking his head a lot yeah. because what the, the writer said is that, they in their minds flynn never truly believed that i understand he never truly believed that yeah. he would not get his family back um and so that's why he fought so hard was because yeah. he was determined that there was a way mm-hmm. um and i really like that idea that yeah, even though lucy yeah. lucy told him that he he doesn't mean he believes everything she said yeah. um yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I like that concept. I think that's, it's just, it feels very true. Like just because someone says this is how it goes, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you can't change it or Which you, know, I mean, you can't. Lucy's telling them time travel is real. So why, like, yeah, right. so why is it still exactly. not possible? So, yeah. So, I, I mean, I really liked that. And mm-hmm. just Goran as an actor, he was oh. the perfect choice for this role for as layered so as he turned out to be. Yeah. Um, I... Just amazing. I agree. The thing that gets me and like I was definitely not like a huge Flynn fan throughout the whole season. I mean, there I mean, throughout the whole series, really, like there are some episodes I'm like, okay, like I'm on team Flynn. I think he's fine. There are other episodes I'm like, eh, Flynn, no Mm -hmm. way. But like this episode, like everything about it just made like by the end, I was like, how can someone I hate for half the series make me cry so much? Like Mm -hmm. by the end, especially when he reads the letter that he leaves for Lucy and the the end of the journal. And he's like, basically like, you know, I hope you get everything in life that you want. I hope you can be happy. He's like, never Mm -hmm. give up trying to save the world. And like, I was just like, oh my God. Like the whole letter, I was like, no. And like Mm -hmm. Flynn, over Flynn. I was like, Mm -hmm. no. I was like, how am I crying over Flynn right now? That's what good writing to do. It's so good. Yeah, Yeah. I know. And that's, it's so good. And like, I don't know, maybe I'm stupid, but like looking back, I remember watching the finale for the first time being seeing that Flynn is obviously the one who murdered Jessica and mm-hmm. I was like maybe I'm naive but like I didn't see that one that was mm-hmm. a twist I didn't see coming so okay and so I was like for... maybe I'm stupid but like no, I didn't see no. it coming and I thought that was a great twist yeah it was a great twist and the thing is so as a I'll just say this as a fanfic writer I pay attention to every super minutiae detail because when I write I want to get it right you know um and Jessica originally she was strangled um like she went missing for two weeks nobody knew where she was Mm -hmm. when they found her she had been strangled and she was in the bushes on the side of the road somewhere um so you know she definitely wasn't shot in the original timeline Mm -hmm. so i don't know how it brings up interesting questions about was og jessica rittenhouse or Mm -hmm. did flynn always kill her or is it just in this new time loop where Mm -hmm. he killed her you know that brings up questions that you can debate all day right when it comes to a time show i feel like that's gonna happen very naturally (laughs) exactly so but because of that it did make it a really interesting twist like a really cool Mm -hmm. twist and i remember i did not see that coming the favorite moment is when he shoots her one more time as he's walking away (laughs) like she's obviously lying on the ground and dead but he's like like walking past her and he's just like i'm just gonna make sure we're just gonna one more shot (laughs) yeah and it was just like it was one of those moments where the fandom was like oh Mm -hmm. (laughs) that um yeah (laughs) i remember that i remember the reaction Mm -hmm. to that being like okay she's yeah she's real dead (laughs) Mm -hmm. um yeah but at just his whole and the montage at the end where they actually used a season one deleted scene mm-hmm. of him putting on the badge yeah. like that yeah. they filmed that for the pilot mm-hmm. and they didn't use it mm-hmm. um and how nervous he looks when he's putting it on and mm-hmm. just like the humanization mm-hmm. of the pilot i mean it makes you think about everything totally differently mm-hmm. yeah all the way through um and that's brilliant just mm-hmm. flipping that on its head just with that twist is mm-hmm it's amazing um they did such a good job with that and the um the idea that he he sacrificed himself so that the time team would still exist Uh like yeah the whole question of who's going to save the world if you all go back and save rufus like uh uh, that's you know can't you can't all go Uh (laughs) and they were all gonna go so it's like 
well, let me take care of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I just, yeah, he's a brilliant character. He's a very, very great character played by an amazing actor. You just can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think the, the thing that I always have a question about, though, I will say, I have to suspend disbelief a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because they sort of broke their own rules in the first half. Because typically every other time we've seen a change to the like their present, their mm-hmm. reality. They go on the mission, they do something in the past, and when they come back, things mm-hmm. are different. This time it sort of changed around them and yet they still remembered it. Which kind of breaks the show's rules a little bit (laughs) but because it's rufus and you want him to be alive like i'm able to be like that matter that's fine you know but if i do stop and think about it i'm like how did that happen yeah (laughs) um i will say that there was like that little hole for me that i'm like Mm -hmm. i can't think too hard about it Mm -hmm. um you know i just can't i just can't Mm -hmm. rufus just suddenly popped back into existence in the past and that's fine um yeah so anyway that but that did come up in my brain the first time I watched it it was a little bit like oh okay (laughs) Mm -hmm. um I okay so I have and I want to get into headcanons a little bit here because I have had this headcanon forever that Jessica and Emma are like secret girlfriends (laughs) for like ever and it's based on like how flirty they are in the first half of this series finale mm-hmm. like if you watch their scenes there's some flirty chemistry happening here and i like <laughs> the first time i watched it i remember going oh uh, i don't hate it mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah so that's one of my headcanons just based on this finale uh and i love that after emma finds out jessica is is gone she's mm-hmm. like 10 times more pissed <laughs> it's like <laughs> ah crap um mm. yeah i yeah, I loved that. And I actually loved the way that they used Jessica in this as like her lieutenant. Mm-hmm. They just let her go full villain. I think that's what I liked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is yeah. I liked that they let her just go full dark side. Um, and I kind of feel like they should have maybe done that a little more with her. Mm-hmm. In, in my mind, the perfect, the perfect Jessica plot line is either she's a straight up villain from the beginning mm-hmm. or they go the other way where she's written house but she defected and so that's why she like died right mm-hmm. um i would have loved that plot i mean obviously we didn't see that plot but that would have been like a really cool plot in my mind mm-hmm. um otherwise I, w- I wanted her to be like full villain so i finally got that in the series finale and i loved that mm-hmm. um i thought that was great and i love tanya glands which tanya glands is now on hightown with monica raymond right yep yeah um so she's a great actress too like i mean they really this cast was the perfect cast to to pull off what they needed to pull off um and then emma in this i i love in the end they pull they pull ben cahill back in and he's like Uh so you're using the time machine to acquire an art collection (laughs) yeah like what is this (laughs) Well, and I'm still just glad, though, in general, they kind of let Emma be her psychopathic self. Like, I, oh, yeah. I, it just, she, the actress herself, she does such a good job playing oh, that yeah. type of person. She's a great villain. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's so great. Um, I, yeah, I love that it was like Emma finally got to be in charge of Rittenhouse. Like, uh-huh. that was what she wanted. That's what she'd been working for. 
so this is her like getting to do what she wants when she wants Mm -hmm. and this is what it looks like um that was that was good and i loved the twist in the end where they went to ben cahill Mm -hmm. and they were like we need you to help us and so like he shows up Mm -hmm. and you know basically like shows up and finds out where she is so that they can arrest her and get the mothership i loved that i thought that was Mm -hmm. brilliant um the way that they had mason and and denise sort of working on that in the Mm -hmm. present while the team was in the past Mm -hmm. which again could potentially break the rules of the show except for they kind of covered that in the kennedy curse Mm -hmm. which was smart because you know they show the coin changing right Mm -hmm. so this is sort of like that moment where time is in flux Mm -hmm. and like Denise and Christopher are sort of seeing that it's like in my mind it's like it's mid change Mm -hmm. so they can still remember that it's not supposed to be that way Mm -hmm. but they know it's coming Mm -hmm. um I think if they hadn't done the Kennedy curse that whole part would not have worked um but because they did you buy it you know it's like okay they can Mm -hmm. see what's gonna happen um and I loved that they actually gave Connor and and Denise like something to do Mm-hmm. during all of this because it very much could have just been about wrapping up those time team relationships yeah. and really resolving yeah. all of that mm-hmm. um so i love that they gave them a plot and really made them i mean them and flynn like saved the time team's butts mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> like the whole time um but can i also say i'm just glad that for short season that it was that we still agent christopher did in fact get to try time travel at least one point yeah like, one time it's all we needed yeah it's just for her to be in the ship and go somewhere and and we're good yeah yeah uh i thought that was great i also love she deserved right i also love the incorporation of the agent of the saint christopher medal Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. because i thought that was cool to draw the parallel between like saint christopher and agent christopher and Mm -hmm. um you know i thought that was just really neat to pull that in together um yeah and then of course we have the time team side of it which mm-hmm. i love again i love the conflict that they gave ria because it's like mm-hmm. gia is not the same gia that this rufus knew mm-hmm. um and so having to deal with with that the fact that she's got three years mm-hmm. of traumatic experiences that she that, didn't have before yeah. um and you know how do you reconcile like it's very i think anytime somebody goes through something that traumatic no matter what it is mm-hmm. you do have this feeling of like do the people that loved me before i carried this baggage are they still mm-hmm. gonna love me now that when i, I have the baggage yeah. yeah it's like uh, i is that gonna change how they feel about me um and that's yeah. a very like real struggle that people face and so to use that with gia because of course living three years um the way that mm-hmm. she lived is gonna do that um well, yeah, and I think, too, it's, once again, for Rhea to not show a relationship needs to be perfect. It's not, not everything is sunshine and roses, and there's mm-hmm. going to be conflict, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's, you're not going to want to talk about the trauma, but in the long run, you know, you need to talk about it and realize that I'm not the same person, but I think we, we still do love each other at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I do love that that was what they chose to be, like, their conflict in the finale, mm-hmm. that they could resolve that in a way mm-hmm. that you know led to like a happily ever after Mm -hmm. for them Mm -hmm. um i liked that a lot i thought that was a Mm -hmm. great again a way to really do like a character introspection while at the same time furthering the plot Mm -hmm. um it was Mm -hmm. great um and then of course um Mm -hmm. we get to the lyot of it all which i have to say okay 
the scene that the fandom was clamoring for that we Uh got in this was rufus telling lucy about wyatt trying to break out of the bunker Uh that was when like everybody the whole season was like why doesn't rufus tell lucy about this like Uh he knows Uh why isn't he telling her this Uh so we finally got that and um that was just as great as i always wanted it to be Uh Uh, and i love that rufus says um uh he says like if he had to choose you or me i'd still be dead you know like he's like that doesn't sound like second choice to me like Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'll love that (laughs) Mm -hmm. um yeah because rufus gets it he knows he knows exactly what's going on with wyatt even when wyatt doesn't and that's always been the case if you go back to episode one of season two when he's like he's talking to wyatt and he's like well you should know you've been uh, worried about the woman you love for Uh six weeks and Wyatt's like what (laughs) yeah Rufus is like, Lucy, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so that's always been the case with Rufus. He's always had his like He's always known. He's known. Mm-hmm. He's known exactly what's going on with him this whole time. He's um, Lyot Shipper yeah. number one. Like, exactly. Yeah. And that's what he says. I'm still team Lyot, yeah. <laughs> is what he yeah. says. Yeah. And I love that scene between the two of them where Lucy's really honest and she's like, you know, with everything that happened, I just I don't want to be second choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's I t- I get that because I would have had that doubt too. Like, mm-hmm. in her mind, he did all of these things to fight for Jessica, and what did he do to mm-hmm. fight for her? Yeah. Um, you know, and but so- then at the end too, it's like she thinks that that, but then everything that happens to them in North Korea, whatever, mm-hmm. and she like finally when she tells them how he feels, she's like, you know, after that explosion, and she's like, you know, that's the moment that made me realize she's like, you know, I she's like none of that other stuff cares, like mm-hmm. the fact that you I didn't think you thought for me or whatever, like none of that matters. She's like, I just kept thinking about all the time we've wasted, and you know, we're wasting so much, and then she's like, you know, I just I realized I couldn't live without you, and she's like, mm-hmm. I love you, and it's just yes. like so good that scene in the dark church it was just it was so so good good. and they're sitting on the floor and versus like in chair it's just everything about it is so good well the and the way it starts where he just comes up and he's like what you thinking about like Mm -hmm. what's going on um and she starts out talking about flynn and everything and that conversation could have gone a totally different way Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but i love that there's like when she's confessing to him there's all these callbacks you know like Mm -hmm. the alamo bonnie and clyde um hollywood she does yeah hollywood she does like a quick like you know beat by back to everything everything that she where she's felt things for him Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and then i also love that they did give wyatt that extra moment to be like you know looking back I felt like I owed her something and that I had to choose her. And if I could do it again, I would take it back. And I love yeah. that they gave him that moment because it, I needed that. Like mm-hmm. as, as someone. We all did. Who, yeah. We needed. Well, to and I that. think it's so true. Like, I mean, like we said earlier, like they weren't going to be Lucy and Wyatt and the Lucy and why we wanted them to be until the Jessica, mm-hmm. the Jessica cloud that was hanging over them mm-hmm. was gone. Yeah. And so he had to choose, he had to yeah. choose Jessica and make sure that he wasn't feeling those feelings anymore even though he was concurrently feeling things for lucy he mm-hmm. had to double check and reevaluate his jessica feelings before he could ever be with lucy mm-hmm. and like i think she realized that at the end that like yeah it sucked and everything we went through but like i don't think she would have lucy would have been as happy if he had chose her in the beginning mm-hmm. and then realized it wasn't living up to what they wanted it to be mm-hmm. because jessica was still hanging over their heads right well, and not only that, I do think at that point, Lucy didn't need to hear that, but I like that he needed to say it, mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah. I, I love that. But I, 
there was also a conversation they had earlier in the finale that I loved where they're talking about future Lyot and how they don't want to become that. And um, uh-huh. he's like, I don't want to live in a world where we're not just Lucy and Wyatt anymore. And she's uh-huh. like, well, <laughs> yeah, but how do we unknow what we know after everything uh-huh. we've been through? Uh-huh. And so this is that conversation where she's like, I, you know, I'm, I'm making it more complicated than it needs to be. I'm choosing to know it. It's already undone. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, like, I, I don't have to care about that <laughs> and it, it's it's like she was and holding on to this go. yeah she was holding on to this thing that they only knew about but did it really matter anymore no right it, she just holding herself back yeah and, and you're I mean you're right that's that's the moment where it's just like we may not have a future anymore and the past mm-hmm. doesn't matter so all we have is right now mm-hmm. um yeah. and it, it was it's beautiful the mm-hmm. way they handle it and just like the emotions and the vulnerability and mm-hmm. Um, really you know, great. it's a great moment. I the only thing I can say is I wish we'd have gotten like an "I love you, I love you too" like direct callback. Yeah, but I we mean, did get to the two pieces of it, just not right together directly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, but I, oh man, I love that. I love that scene. It's so good, and it's one yeah. of those moments that you know it's coming. It's building up the whole time. Mm-hmm. We're building up to this. Um, and I love that they had little moments of contrition from Wyatt the whole Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. episode little it's never like he had this big moment where he gave this huge apology Mm -hmm. it was like all these little moments where he Mm -hmm. made it clear like you didn't deserve what I did to you Mm -hmm. I never meant to hurt you it was like every he just kept reinforcing that the whole time and that Mm -hmm. was such a good decision to just have him repetitively reinforcing to Lucy like this is I regret this I didn't mm-hmm. mean to hurt you I I didn't want this to happen I would have chosen you you know like these little moments that really restore her confidence little mm-hmm. by little even if mm-hmm. she doesn't realize it yeah um and I I thought that was a brilliant choice um especially given episode nine they really needed mm-hmm. Wyatt to just be like on his knees like I begging for forgiveness yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. they needed him to just be humble and apologetic the whole time yeah. and they they hit that note perfectly mm-hmm. they did. um it was really it was wonderful um mm-hmm. and then you know uh maybe we can talk about give this its own section but we have like the epilogue stuff which is great mm-hmm. too but i um i don't know the whole the missions i thought were really strong mm-hmm. yeah um i love there's a line that that Gia says in the first half that I think is really funny when they're talking about what happened to Joaquin Marietta. They're uh-huh. like, well, he died in a shootout and in blah, 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 blah. And Lucy's like, well, actually, nobody knows if that happened. And Gia's like, no, I do. I saw his pickled head in a jar. <laughs> oh, Gia. You lived <laughs> yeah. such a different life. It's really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a great line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I it's guess really if we, before we moved on to the epilogues of the one other point I want to bring out why I love this finale is obviously it t- it took place it aired right before Christmas, but it's like, mm-hmm. a, I mean, they are, these are like a Christmas movie episode, mm-hmm. television, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. refer to this as, but I love the way they tied in Christmas without the holiday taking yes. over like yes. they mm-hmm. the events yes. that happened on Christmas Eve. Agent Christopher was decorating the bunker as a way yes. to like keep the holiday. Like they kept the holiday intertwined in the story without it being like, this the is focus. a Christmas it's, episode. Yeah. It wasn't mm-hmm. a Hallmark movie. It's not no, like no, slamming no. you in the face with Christmas every no, two seconds. but it worked yeah. in a way for Timeless that they wanted to tie that into the fact they knew when it was going to air. Mm-hmm. And I just, I mm-hmm. thought that if they were going to do Christmas, like they handled it no. perfectly. Yeah, that's, I mean, they did exactly what they needed to do, which is yeah. incorporate it without making it all about that. Yeah. Right. And the second half, it was more about 
humanity like the, mm-hmm. the generosity yeah. of humanity mm-hmm. which relates to christmas you've got the peace on earth angle you know the goodwill and all that it was it really tied in perfectly with more the spirit of the holiday than having exactly. to be like christmas christmas which, right i was and like so... I said they picked events that happened on mm-hmm. christmas eve like it just it worked mm-hmm. so yeah because well. i would say with most other tv shows you have your holiday episode it can you can take out that episode there's no difference to the show at all right, whatsoever right. but this is the culmination of everything they've worked toward mm-hmm. and it just the details of it all of like you said the humanity of it being the holiday and everything it just worked it so really felt well. like they thought about more than just like christmas on the level of like santa mm-hmm. and like snow mm-hmm. and and really delve deeper into like what what would we want christmas to be in an ideal right. mm-hmm. world and how do we capture and it's that? like oh we're doing a time traveling thing but like so we can have things that also happen on Christmas. And like, they use that well. I thought, mm-hmm. I like said, I, I just, I thought well, the Christmas aspect of yeah. it really worked. And they laced in like jokes, like Christmas jokes with yeah. Rufus, uh-huh. which I thought were great. Like they, when they, they are walking from the lifeboat and Lucy's like, did you have to park it so far away? He's like, well, I don't want the communists dashing through the snow to get mm-hmm. to the lifeboat. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. little things like that, or where he's mm-hmm. like, this is the worst vacation ever. And I'm including the Chevy Chase movie, you know, mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. that, and then mm-hmm. the whole yeah. yeah. references like Merry Christmas. Christmas, you felt the animals, you know, like they mm-hmm. they sprinkled yeah. in enough that mm-hmm. was that just worked. Like, it yeah, worked exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very smart. It was and it yeah. was intentional, like it was written with intent and and purposeful, strategic. It, I right. mean, they thought this through very well. Well, and like, they could have very much ignored the fact that like they were gonna they could have been like, oh, we're gonna air some time in December, but like we don't really know, so like we're gonna just ignore the Christmas. Yeah. like they could have gone like mm-hmm. we don't know and like we don't care, so we're just gonna write the movie that we want to write. But like I actually went back and watched it last Christmas, and I think I'll probably watch it like every like I just I love being able oh, to I like go that. back and like add it to like the things that I watch mm-hmm. every year at Christmas Ooh, or at yeah. the holidays. Like there are, it doing just, that. it's really cool. Yeah, there are a lot of people that do that. It's like a, a legit christmas movie to certain Ooh. people now and i yeah i, I, I did, did it great. last year and i'll probably do it yeah yeah that's what it's, i'm gonna it's do this great christmas. it's got the right mix of like you know vulnerability emotions and like feel good vibes mm-hmm. and family mm-hmm. you know it's it's got the right vibes for it to me mm-hmm. i think it's great yeah mm-hmm. i agree yeah okay so after all the mission stuff like we get christmas mm-hmm. with the time team like in the bunker and then we get like five years later um mm-hmm. which, which i have is to crazy s- to think that five years from when this aired is going to be next year next year Oof. it feels like it should be like 20 years in the future but then i was re-watching it last night and i was like five years and it was like 2023 i was like oh, oh. i was like Jesus. yeah five years i you know what i I, like on my wish list of things to be done the five-year anniversary of timeless is for matt and abigail and malcolm to get together and do a rewatch podcast i would love that so much well i loved the two times during the pandemic when like the first time like right when the pandemic started they did hollywood land it was the three of them yeah i loved watching that and then they did that charity thing and did they rewatch hollywood land again I think that I think it was Hollywood Land again because I didn't do the second one because it was the same episode and I was like, well, I've already. already yeah, seen. I just I liked watching that one because it was the cast reenacting mm-hmm. it or whatever, which was great. Mm-hmm. And I remember Malcolm cool. had like during the scene, like when they mm-hmm. kiss or whatever, and like he he would change the Zoom backgrounds and he mm-hmm. had like the Zoom background. Like, yes, it was, it was great. It was but awesome. yeah, but but um, yeah, I loved when they did both of those things, and I wish that would be great. 
Yeah, that would, I would. That would I would because it wouldn't take them that long. Pod. It wasn't. No. Like, it's not like you're committing to years of your life. Like exactly. you could do it in a year. You could yeah. do it in a year. Uh-huh. And I think Very that easily. would that would just be such a cool like five year anniversary thing to do. You know, uh-huh. just to hear yeah. them watch the episodes and react to it and like the memories that come with it. And I, I think that would be. I think that would be awesome. Um, yeah. I don't know, but I think something needs to be done for the five year anniversary. Something special. Um because it's just such like they mentioned 2023 on the show so like how can you not be like oh here's the year where they go back and make sure the right time it's not works. like it's an ambiguous like it's actually 2040 like you know right. like no this is uh-huh. like it happens yeah. next year like that exactly. is the year uh-huh. so that would be cool but i love before we get to that part i love the stuff in the bunker like when they're and i love that mm-hmm. gia when the moment where they're all in the living room and gia's like is this our last day as a family uh-huh. <laughs> i was like oh uh-huh. and she like looks back over the couch at hunter connor mason like i love the way she like does her head backwards uh-huh. like, it's so cute she has like such little sister energy in that scene and oh like, yeah oh yeah i love it um and the like denise hands out the scarves uh-huh. that she's been like working on uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> they're like oh it's the thought that counts <laughs> like uh-huh. what was the thought behind this uh-huh. <laughs> i love it's just so the cute. teasing it's very like familiar and uh comforting and it's Mm -hmm. just it's very nice and they talk about destroying the lifeboats that's important Mm -hmm. like the mothership and keeping the lifeboat Mm -hmm. and that was very emotional for me for some reason because like the lifeboat is like a character in and of itself at this point and so when they're talking about destroying the time machines part of you is like well i mean i get it but also the lifeboat Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so when they're like no the lifeboat's gonna stay here under armed guard and then they show rufus and gia like covering it with Mm -hmm. the tarp and it was like it's the end of an era Mm -hmm. it's like it's really over um that was very emotional like i'm tearing up now like picturing Mm -hmm. it in my head Mm -hmm. um but yeah i loved the whole scene with them having mimosas you know in the it was really sweet over like they implying they had breakfast it was cute Mm -hmm. Um, and we find out that Wyatt's gonna work for Agent Christopher, which he gets yes. to stay. He's not going yeah. back to Pendleton, like, because that was the fandom had some worries about that. Let me tell mm-hmm. you, it was like mm-hmm. so they're gonna get together and then he's gonna go off on another assignment. Like, that's not that doesn't mm-hmm. sound very nice. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. so they answered that, which was great because they could have mm-hmm. just like pretended that didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Um anyway <laughs> so then we go five years into the future which we start i think it starts with rufus and gia because mm-hmm. we don't yeah mm-hmm. and yeah, they're like them at the fair I think this is so cute because con like connor told the story of when he met rufus like at a mm-hmm. school science fair and like mm-hmm. you know really just connected with this kid that had this cool presentation you know and it's just, um, so it felt very full circle yeah exactly and so they show rufus and gia at a science fair too Mm -hmm. and like they talk about their company and how they give back to the community and Mm -hmm. it's very it feels perfect for them it was perfect yeah yeah they went into business together Mm -hmm. you know they're still together as a couple and like gia is like famous apparently she's like the face of the company i loved Mm -hmm. that i love that touch she's like how come nobody asked me for my autograph (laughs) it was cute and there's a girl there that makes like the laden jar capacitor that like rufus yeah. made uh-huh. and um that was a nice touch too just to see like the laden jar thing and uh-huh. you know obviously you know what it is so it's quick to make that connection uh-huh. loved that uh-huh. um and that girl comes back later we will talk about that uh-huh. um but then from there and they talk about oh they have something to do you know uh-huh. they allude to that and then it cuts to lucy 
leaving the building after a lecture Mm -hmm. uh, first of all the the guy that comes up and is like I thought this was supposed to be all history why are we just talking about the women she's like you know I was gonna cover the men but we ran out of time Mm -hmm. like that dig I was like it's such a great line (laughs) it's such an iconic line like it's it's so good um and then you like before you really like see them you hear like the kids and Wyatt Mm -hmm. like playing and so before the night that the night before this aired somebody posted like pictures of these two little girls and there was like something on imdb amy and flynn and we were all like are they gonna have kids Uh it's gonna be lions kids and then it aired and it was their kids and everybody was like yeah Uh it's like the most fanfic ending ever yeah it's so wonderful and then like to see like Wyatt playing with like Mm -hmm. as a girl dad like actually see oh so good ah, so good amazing like god tier ending Mm -hmm. I so happy with it and like they're playing um what was it what did they call it um boot camp Mm -hmm. is what they called the game which basically Mm -hmm. just looks like climb on dad (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was Mm -hmm. so cute um and the yeah and they don't reveal the names of the girls right away that's uh-huh. like a twist at the end but anyway then we find out lucy got tenure and there's Finally. like the like the, the spinning hug and the uh-huh. kiss and the, uh-huh. he's like i'm it's so just, proud of you oh. it's so perfect it is it, like, it genuinely is to like once again it feels like a bookend like a perfect bookend from the so pilot to the finale just yep the full kiss. circle she got the uh-huh. tenure oh so perfect Uh um and then that's you know they talk about they got to go they have somewhere to be and that's Uh when you find out the kids names Uh flynn and amy and the twin girls who by the way it's been five years and these girls are four (laughs) so this all happened real quick oh yes yes (laughs) they were wasting no time time. no they did not (laughs) um yeah and so then we get back to the bunker which i loved um, that it starts out with Lucy and Wyatt, like their backs looking mm-hmm. at the lifeboat. Mm-hmm. Thought that was a great shot. Uh, and then we get to see Bunker Mama Denise again, where she's mm-hmm. like, they're in their pajamas and brushing in their teeth. And like now, all I can picture in my head is like they do this regularly. Mm-hmm. Like Denise babysits the girls. You know, I don't oh, know yeah. why yeah. it's in my head, and I'm like, it's so cute. I mean, she's a federal <laughs> Asian, no better babysitter than her. It's so cute. Oh my gosh. Um. And then, like, Lucy refers to her and Wyatt as, like, mommy and daddy. And it was mm-hmm. like, oh, they have kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like all your shipper dreams come true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was perfect. Um, yeah. And then that's when they do the thing where they're recapping. Like, they tell me, do you ever miss it? And they mm-hmm. go through, like, the laundry list of calls. Mm-hmm. Like, of calls. Like, I'm talking about fire. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we missions. Mean. Missions. Yeah. Um I like that this time the one they say together is Nazis because the last uh-huh. time they did this it was the Alamo, and this time they're like Nazis. <laughs> uh-huh. It's cute, um, and I love the like uh, when Rufus and Gia come up, and like you know Connor's there and everything, and it's just so everybody's together again, and you uh-huh. really get the feeling that these people either they see each other fairly regularly um or they see each other all the time you know you get the feeling that like they've kept in touch mm-hmm. and it's just so sweet and i love it um anyway so that's a cute little scene but then they go back 
to December 24th, 2014, which we all know based on how many times they've made sure that they say it (laughs) is Flynn in Sao Paulo. Uh Um, Man, this scene, the whole thing, the whole thing is brilliant. Like, because the way they have it set up with Rufus and Wyatt wet in the background and then Lucy and Flynn at the bar every time that Lucy gets like a little headache like a side effect they Uh focus on Wyatt and I just he doesn't say anything but I love him in the background ready to like grab her and get out Uh you know like Uh this is this she's not gonna suffer a whole lot of sight he's gonna make sure she gets out Uh um I just love that that little detail they put in Uh there about that but oh man this scene between Lucy and Flynn like we've already talked about it a little bit but mm-hmm. like yeah. it's so good mm-hmm. um I just I love how honest she is with him mm-hmm. because they very easily could have let her like give him a rosy picture of like what happens mm-hmm. but she is very upfront and tells him exactly what he's in for Mm-hmm. that you know he'll be he'll be hated and and people won't understand what he's doing and they'll think he's the bad guy but mm-hmm. he's really the hero and he won't get his family back and you know she doesn't mm-hmm. she paints a very accurate picture um and i love that i i just you know uh it could have gone another way and i love that that's what they chose to do um it's so good it's well, just no, and it's perfect just, again- with the end of her telling Flynn, she has tears coming down her face and her ma- mascara is ruined. And it's just a perfect like, little cherry on top at the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And her kissing his cheek before she leaves. And mm-hmm. uh, it's just, it's so good. And her like sliding him the journal. And it really is, honestly, the last few minutes of this finale is everything is full circle. It's mm-hmm. all full circle. And then they it's do that. Mon- it is. And then they do that montage with Flynn. I mean, and the, yeah. the time after time cover. So good. Oh, yeah. It's so There, there couldn't have been any other perfect song for it. No. And the cover that they chose was really cool. You know, that was a, that was a cool mm-hmm. cover. Yeah. Because um, the Cindy Lauper version would have been really cheesy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, yeah. But this one was no, like. No, it worked. It, yeah, it this worked. was a great, they made a great choice yeah. by choosing like this cover that they chose. Yeah. Um, it was so good. And then of course. They had to give us like a, a little slight cliffhanger at the end of with course. the girl from the science of fair. Um, and I think actually that the drawings on her desk actually came from actual concept art for the lifeboat and the mothership. Oh, that's cool. That's so I cool. think some of those little shapes in there were actually from like the concept art that they drew up when they were trying to decide what things mm-hmm. looked like on the show, mm-hmm. um, which I think is really cool. Uh, and so the implication is that potentially, you know, it could come back um, yeah, mm-hmm. if they wanted it to. Uh, and that she, this girl would be like, because they talk about the next person to invent time travel. Like the technology's out there. Mm-hmm. It's only a matter of time for somebody else hits yeah. on it. And so the implication mm-hmm. is that this girl is going to be the next Wisby. one. I remember reading a theory and I think it was from like an art like because obviously there's like all those articles that come out after a show airs or whatever and I think this was from like Smithsonian Mag- it was some random outlet or whatever Smithsonian Magazine did reading, write like articles about time I remember yeah. right reading it yeah I just remember it wasn't like TV Insider yeah. or something mm-hmm. like that week but I remember reading this theory that 
the girl was actually like the granddaughter of the woman they saved in Korea and how like because obviously the implication is like they saved her and that like and I would remember and I like keep like I think about that theory all the time when I think about that like that I've never heard that theory I'm gonna have to find the article and I'll send it to you guys but it's like it's a great theory that is brilliant oh like especially when you think about the history and like a you know the complicate the consequences of you saving someone in history yes it changes slightly and it's just like it's a great I love and it's not mine but it's a great theory and Uh I think about it all the time I love that theory that's gonna be all I think about now when I'm watching that I love that Uh yeah that is so so good and it would work so well yeah oh my gosh that's awesome I love that um yeah I yeah I I mean this show the fin- it's it's one of the best finales I've ever seen. I, that's why I said it's top tier BA. Yeah. Just, and it yeah. So yeah. It because they're so, so well. Right. It had the potential to go so wrong. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the fact that they got it so incredibly right uh-huh. is just it's wonderful. And uh-huh. the fact that they leaned in to like what the fans wanted to see, I uh-huh. appreciate that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Um uh-huh. I wish more shows would do that uh-huh. <laughs> when they get to their finales. Um yeah, uh, and it it felt like a a for being a fan who was as invested in it as I was, this felt like it paid off everything I needed mm-hmm. it to pay off. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I was totally fine with it. I you mm-hmm. know I didn't I and there were a lot of people who kept campaigning for more. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. I was not one of those because I was like I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm totally good. Um, and it's not that those people weren't good. I think they were just like they wanted more of the show, and I don't yeah. blame them. Only my thing is I read an article where Sean Ryan talked about what he wanted to do with season three. And I was like, I'm not no, feeling any good. of this. We're good. We're good. <laughs> I don't like any of this. So I'm kind of in a weird way glad because <laughs> uh-huh. I got a great ending out of it. I don't need any anything else. I don't need the YHS baby to become like a villain that they have to fight. Uh-huh. No, uh, I don't. I don't need to see you know like Lucy try to get over Wyatt by being with Flynn. I don't. Uh-huh. I'm good. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I am I'm good. Because <laughs> that's what season three would have been like. They talked about if they had to go from episode ten to a new season. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad it turned out the way it did. <laughs> Because mm-hmm. I got a nice bookend ending and it was mm-hmm. very comforting for me. And I can rewatch it whenever I want, whenever other shows disappoint me. <clears throat> Fire. Um, no, but it's just, it's like, it, just getting to rewatch the show this week has just been so wonderful. Yeah, man. It's been so it's, fun. It's yeah. been so much fun. Okay. So this week, because. Let me tell you, clock blockers are (laughs) very verbal. Uh, We actually do have comments on things, um, which is awesome. So I do want to, we have like, this is a really long comment. Holy cow. Um, So this is from, I'm going to say this wrong. Um, (laughs) Al... Al Agapki? Nope. That's wrong. That's wrong. Uh, Mm. It's on Instagram. It's a comment on one of our Instagram posts. The username is spelled A-L-A-G-I-B-K-I. I'm not going to pronounce that again because that was terrible. But she says, um, I basically binged it and got addicted immediately. Made me want to learn about history. Mm -hmm. (laughs) In parentheses, I slept through most of my history classes in school. (laughs) 
and I also got to know things I never knew before. What I loved about the second season is that they went back to help learn about people of color and women. Very mm -hmm. inspiring. I also could find a lot of myself in the characters, which we don't see much on TV nowadays. Loved Emma's story, and I wish they'd explored it a bit more because she had so much depth and potential, even though she was a villain, or should I say, the villain. Mm -hmm. um, I still related to her. Living with an abusive member of my family myself, I felt kind of represented by her. I saw people complaining about Lucy and the suffering heartbreak she went through, as in she didn't deserve to be heartbroken because she's already been through so much, and she's a main character. Why would the writers make her go through so much? And I just thought to myself, hey, just because she's one of the main characters doesn't mean she's not allowed to have feelings. Lucy started off as just a historian and ended up as someone you want to look up to. And being able to watch her grow in such a beautiful way was absolutely amazing. Timeless is undoubtedly my comfort show. And whenever I don't feel my best, I pick a random episode or just binge the whole series. <laughs> it never fails to make me feel better. It's a shame they canceled it. Oh, that's a really oh, great comment. That's I a really good that. one. Yeah. Um. And then here's one from the Kelly Briggs. Only discovered it by accident this year and absolutely loved it. I could have watched so many more seasons. What I did love about it was that it was a complete series that had a satisfying uh -huh. conclusion. I'm so glad the fans at the time fought hard for that. I really enjoyed all the characters with all their imperfections. Uh, what also made it for me was the modern day references and the humor. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, let's see. Do I we have some on Twitter, but I think that's all the ones on Instagram, except for the most recent ones, which just say, um, oh, this is like their favorite moments. They're like any angsty moment between them, which ended in them supporting or confiding in one another, like at the Alamo when she, I'm assuming she means Lucy, says, uh -huh. I'm not leaving you. Um, the eye lock between Wyatt and Lucy during her solo was definitely a top tier moment. Oh, when she sings, uh -huh. we didn't talk about that. She sang a whole song to Wyatt. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then all of season two, episode three, let's be honest. Which is <laughs> and those all, yeah, and those all come from Sabrina on uh -huh. Instagram. Um let me see what's going on on Twitter here. Oh, which I think I think uh Henry Applebot Applebottom, like they said, just only perfect show i agree, I agree. <laughs> the only perfect show yeah they did say that it was great um and then this is susan she says a friend just told me told a friend just told my friend she stumbled on the greatest show and went on to describe timeless what a hidden gem wish we had more relatable lead women in action adventure shows like this could write volumes on lucy mm -hmm. uh, i mean also i would just read any book by lucy preston that i really wish they would print and i would happily read it oh me too uh yeah. like she has all these this like library of books that she's written like i, I will read them um let's see <laughs> i think that's i think that's it i do think we do have an email Let me pull that up and i don't want to forget it this time we had an email last episode and i totally forgot about it as usual it's helene Oh. Um, she always sends us these great emails that are so long and I feel like I can't read all of yeah. it because it's Helene so writes, like very detailed yeah. her stuff's great but it's, it's like great it's yeah um, it's, this is what, it's still a long email and I love that she starts it with this is going to be a shorter email <laughs> <laughs> but it's still really long I love her <laughs> um, let's see uh, I'm actually the one that told her to watch Timeless, so she does mention uh -huh. that at the top. She's like, I discovered Timeless way too late, but oh boy, have I been obsessed with it since. I've watched the entire series four times in the last year. Oh, wow. Oh. 
Um, she says it's become my comfort show and it's one of the best series I've ever watched. But it really goes beyond that. The chemistry between all the actors is out of this world. The casting was perfect. Matt Lantern, Abigail Spencer, Sizzle on screen together. Goran Virginia should have gotten an award for his portrayal of Garcia Flynn. I agree. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, Malcolm Barrett was the perfect balance of comedy and emotion. Uh, Claudia Dalmet was the perfect addition to the time team and Sakina Joffrey made us love Denise Christopher as the bona fide mama bear. The oh. casting of all the different historical characters that the team meets is also very well done. They're, they obviously paid very close close attention to detail. Um, the true dream of this show is Lyot, of course. The ship is everything. Their chemistry is mind-blowing and their journey is so beautiful. It's a perfect mix of a slowish burn, pining, worrying about each other, and most of all, a happily ever after. Because yes, for once, we have an ending and not just Uh any ending, a masterful one, the perfect full circle Uh ending with just a little opening, just in case someone ever decides to revive it. Not that I think (laughs) they should, but that's another discussion. (laughs) (laughs) Last sequence set to the cover of Time After Time, Chef's Kiss. All in all, pretty much a perfect show. Oh, Oh, such a good email, Uh, Helene. That's very well put. (laughs) You covered all the bases, Helene. (sighs) um mm-hmm. it was awesome so but that's yeah that's the most like comments we've had on uh-huh. anything ever I fans, the love runs deep i get it they showed up um i love it uh yeah i mean all of those comments are fairly accurate i agree with all of oh. them okay. uh, i mean this show really did for me it actually kind of sort of changed my life a little bit it got me back into writing um uh-huh. which is you know where i am now trying to write a novel and and actually uh-huh make a go at it professionally and i i I actually sort of owe that to timeless Mm -hmm. uh which is crazy um for i mean i think that's crazy because who who would have guessed (laughs) that that would have come from that um and i met a lot of amazing people in that fandom to this day like i'm still friends with several people that Mm -hmm. i'm i met because of that show um, like Lizzie is one of those. That's how <laughs> I met Lizzie was yeah. through Timeless. She yeah. and I thought about asking her to be on this episode too, but then uh, I just I didn't get around to it. But mm-hmm. she, I mean, she reviewed Timeless like the whole time it aired. She was like the person. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah I loved her for that. <laughs> so I mean, a lot of great people though. Like mm-hmm. I, it was a great fandom. I mean, it had it had its problems like all fandoms do, but it was uh, it was an experience. um and this show itself i the fact that so many more people have discovered it since it ended um just speaks volumes about it and how relevant it still is Mm -hmm. um and how i mean well put together a Uh show it really was Uh um gosh i just can't i can't believe it's almost been five years that just feels crazy to me no don't want to think about that (laughs) wow um yeah but I this is a show that I again like we've said we will revisit and rewatch and mm-hmm. enjoy all over again. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is and it's one that like it's one of those shows that I am not afraid to tell people like you should watch it, go find mm-hmm. it. Yeah, like you will enjoy it because there's something in it for everybody. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think regardless. Important. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think it appeals to a bunch of different generations. Like, I actually, well, they haven't finished it yet, but I actually told my dad to start watching it. And when I was telling him that I was, like, coming to, he was asking me, like, what I was going to record today. I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, remember that show I tried to get you to watch and you, like, started it and you never finished it? He was like, oh, yeah, I really like that one. He's like, I need to pick it back up. And I'm like, yeah, you do, because it's great. Like, you should. 
I so, mean, yeah, it definitely something for everyone. And yeah, I, I love this show because when I when this show was on, I watched it with my parents. Like it, we yeah. watched it together. It was like appointment TV for mm-hmm. us. I mean, um, it's it's a great show, and I I it's just I really hope you know people keep discovering it and keep talking about will. it. Yeah, um, as long as it's on, as long as it's yeah. available to stream, then I think yeah, mm-hmm. which it is. It in the U.S. it's on Hulu and everywhere yes. else. I think it's on Netflix still. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. which it used to be on Netflix here and then they took it off. It was? Um, yeah, for like a very brief time. I was going to say, I only ever really remember it on Hulu, but... Mm. No, it was. It was on Netflix for a little bit. A little bit. Um, But now it's it's on Hulu. And yeah. yeah. I just remember because I used to watch it without commercials and Hulu, my Hulu has ads, so... Uh. <laughs> um. Anyways, <laughs> but also if you've watched the show and you binged it, go out and look on the social medias that they have for like the bloopers and the uh-huh. deleted scenes. Um, yeah, go and look really for good. those because they're all really good. The deleted scenes, like I see why they deleted them, but almost all of them really add to the episode. Uh-huh. Um, they're they're really great, and the bloopers are so funny. This cast, you could tell they had a ton of fun working together. Yeah, uh-huh. um, and they really respected each other. Uh, I remember the last press day they did for the movie. Um, it was Malcolm, Abigail, and Matt. And it was just like a series of Instagram stories that were all ridiculous and silly and hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So go, I mean, go research that stuff. You mm-hmm. will love it. Um, the whole series is available on DVD. If that's your thing and you collect mm-hmm. those, go buy them. Support the show any way you can still. Um, it was a great show and it's totally worth having. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have it all on DVD. <laughs> um yeah so and this has been fun uh, Bryna mm-hmm. oh my gosh like we really so enjoyed long. having you on thank you so much yeah, yeah. No, thank you guys for having me and this is our like longest episode in so long and I love mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it so much um mm-hmm. and it's it's because you know when you have like people on that are you can really get in depth with and discuss mm-hmm. and like know the content the way you know the content it's just yeah. such a good time discussing it and dissecting mm-hmm. it and yeah, that was this was one of those conversations. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually, what we do when we get close to like uh, last call is mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. we talk about something we're watching or enjoying. It could be any kind of entertainment, reading, you know, whatever it is you're doing. Something that makes you happy, brings you joy. Mm-hmm. Um, and since the considering the one Chicago news we talked about earlier today, mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> I'm sure we've all been leaning on something a little mm-hmm. bit lately. So, what have you been doing, Bryna? That like what's your happy hour for right now oh oh man okay besides just reading in general I've really fallen back in love with reading this year but um oh and last year too but reading this year especially Mm -hmm. but like recently the thing that I've been watching that's brought me a lot of joy is never have I ever like season three just came out a few weeks ago and I I love that show so much I mean I think it is just great television in general but that show for me when it when the season one came out it was right around like I watched it a couple of days it came out a couple of days before my mom ended up passing away and if you know mm-hmm. anything about that show it deals yeah. a lot with grief, grief and the main character losing having lost her dad and yeah. that show especially season one got me through a really hard time oh, with wow. that and it's just I and I also just think it's very smart I think Mindy Kaling is great I, I mean it's Mindy a great Kaling. show <laughs> It's a Mindy Kaling show. I mean, I just, I think so much about it is great, but also the personal stuff aside. And so 
every time I watch that show, I just like, it feels like coming home in a way. Mm -hmm. And so when season three came out, I, and I loved it. I thought season three was great. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm very excited to get one more final season Mm -hmm. next year. So that's been my like happy thing. I've watched, I think season one and half of season two. I think I'm very bad. If there's secondhand embarrassment in something, I have a hard time Mm -hmm. watching it. And I felt like season two had a lot of secondhand embarrassment. And I was like, uh, I'm gonna have yeah. to take a break well see mm-hmm. that's kind of why the thing I love because like Davy, the main character I mean she's a mess she yes she is a she hot is a mess. mess and that's mm-hmm. kind of the point though but yeah. yeah if you like secondhand if you can't get I mean I'm not great with secondhand embarrassment either a lot of times I'm like nah. but mm-hmm. it, and she does have a lot of that but like it it's still I I, I, I do I do I think it's almost it. like perfect television I, yeah I, I love Mindy Kaling like I've read her books I think she is hysterical um mm-hmm. and did you ever see late night the movie late night i haven't oh you need mm-hmm. to watch that it's mm-hmm. mindy kaling and emma thompson and okay. it's on amazon mm-hmm. prime so you, oh you should and watch that ever you know it's funny i've ended up liking a lot of mindy kaling things like i love never have i ever i think the sex lives of college girls which is on hbo max i mm-hmm. think that's amazing television and that's also mindy kaling but i've never watched even like the mindy project and i'm like mm-hmm. i feel like if i'm liking all these other mindy kaling things mm-hmm. then maybe mm-hmm. i should try that but like i've heard yeah. miss things about it so then i'm like um, i don't know Mindy Project. Maybe I should just keep on things that she's not acting in and like that's not well, directly involved her. So late night is a movie, so I think it's it's it's, it's more thought out yeah. and well put together. Yeah. I would definitely recommend that. Mindy Kaling, the the Kaling, like the Mindy Kaling project, I loved in the first few seasons. I was yeah, like, I've oh, heard it like goes downhill. Show. I've heard it um, goes And I uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they the and main, I'm like hesitant, yeah. but I'm like if I'm liking all these um, other Mindy Kaling things, then maybe I should at least. But I will say I the know. first few seasons are phenomenal on mm-hmm. that show yeah. i watched it every week i loved it um yeah, yeah. Uh, so i would definitely at least recommend late night because emma thompson and mindy okay. kaling together is like dream team it's okay. it's wonderful <laughs> mm-hmm. um because what it is is emma thompson plays like a, a late night host like a late night talk show host yeah um and it's she's wonderful i love it um but yeah i recommend that for sure um what about you kim i'm gonna go back to my pretty easy default answer of just like fanfic this week because it's just like with rewatching timeless getting to go back into some of their fic because i obviously when i binged it last year i went and read as much as i could i'm rereading a lot of it again and it's just it's it's that comfort bubble and like warm hug because it's just it just amplifies the show and it's just it's wonderful and the timeless fandom had some like Uh i said earlier phenomenal Mm -hmm. fanfic like super high quality stuff um yeah it was it was a great fanfic community to be a part of i loved it um let's see for me uh i'm right now i'm getting ready for my disney world trip so like Mm. that's sort of been like my thing i've been watching disney world vlogs like paying attention more of it on socials and um you know getting prepared for that is really keeping me going right now that's (laughs) that's my big thing um Mm. But as far as something uh, watching and reading, I mean, I, I'm still on like my pod meets world kick with like Mm -hmm. uh, the rewatch boy meets world rewatch podcast. Mm -hmm. I love, I love that podcast. Um, It's just so wild. The, that that show, their episodes go from, I was in a toothpaste commercial to, oh my gosh, what did it feel like to die so quickly? Mm -hmm. It's like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like the change in topics and it's awesome. Um, yeah, so that's those have been my my big things that have been getting me mm-hmm. getting me through things. Um I do want to get back into reading because I I got about halfway through Birds of California and then I just sort of 
stopped yeah but I, I've I did been like... like really loving the reading again like I I mean I've always been a reader but like last year and this year I've just had I've really made it a, it a priority mm-hmm. and it's been yeah. yeah I'm I yeah I've set a reading goal for myself and right now I think I'm still several books ahead on it so I'm not like, I've actually already sur- I'm very proud of myself I've actually surpassed my reading goal already nice. so that's like, awesome. very well surpassed it so wow that feels that yeah. feels great when you do that um, it, yeah. it's it's really yeah. it's really yeah that's mm-hmm. amazing um we'll have to do like a show about books sometime because mm-hmm. we both like, yes reading is i love to read um mm-hmm. i thought about doing like a uh an episode where it's like books that remind you of one chicago ships mm-hmm. episode i thought about that this week because accidentally amy came out oh accidentally amy guys if you're a hakami shipper it's go on order my list oh my god it's not out yet but it's on my list so yeah mm-hmm. go go pre-order it you will love it um it's so funny this week I posted about it on socials just to like gush about it and uh Jimmy like responded I was mm-hmm. like I think I sent a message to the group chat. I was like what do I do <laughs> I don't know this is I'm not built for this I don't mm-hmm. know how to handle these things um anyway but go 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 look at that book and and order it pre-order it it's amazing I've it was a serial that she did with her newsletter Lynn Painter mm-hmm. um and it was so good <laughs> and it is very hakami like even the plot is very hakami mm-hmm. so um yeah but anyway looks like it's closing time and mm-hmm. uh herman's kicking us out so <sighs> we should probably go we've been here know. a long time <laughs> i know <laughs> but it's been a fun time because it's we gotta so talk fun. about timeless with bryna mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes two Thank of our favorite me. things yes mm-hmm. oh my gosh anytime you want to come on you just let anytime. us know we will totally have you mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we will talk to you guys next time. Not mm-hmm. really sure what that topic's going to be. There may be a poll that pops up on Instagram, you guys. So mm-hmm. go follow us um, on Instagram um, and uh, see if you can vote in those polls. That'll help us decide what we talk about. Mm-hmm. It's either going to be that or the one Chicago premieres. We'll see. We're not really sure yet. Um, we'll, 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 we'll see. <laughs> we're, we're, we're taking it as it comes, guys. Uh, mm-hmm. But it will be something one Chicago related. Mm-hmm. I'm just not sure it'll be the premieres. So, mm-hmm. but be on the lookout mm-hmm. for that. Go follow us on Instagram and mm-hmm. Twitter. Uh, on Twitter, we are Ladies Night with a Y. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, on Instagram, it's spelled correctly. So, <laughs> so go follow us over there, and and we'll uh, see you next time. Hopefully, we can continue this discussion on mm-hmm. the socials. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>